1: This show is part of the HeadStuff Podcast Network.
2: This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, it's the love bet. It certainly is.
0: <laughs> I Wow, I, did, I don't think I had ever read this one. So this was all new to me and highly exciting.
2: <laughs> yes, I was exactly the same. Now, one could argue that the bet in question doesn't really make much sense, seeing as both parties in the bet seem to be trying to achieve the same goal in terms of the plot. Look,
0: logistics are not a strong point of this book. It has to be said in either plot. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're just going to have to roll with it as we often do when it comes to this town.
2: Good point. Well, (laughs) what better way to get started on this uh, odyssey than with some taglines and blurbs. And they are doozies. (laughs) The cover tagline is, look who's scheming now. (laughs) Sensational. Oh. An all-time classic
0: (laughs) Truly Okay and then our back cover tagline The short one It's a question which we always enjoy A little bit of rhetorical Uh, question uh. action Do opposites attract?
2: Well for once The answer is yes Mm, Eventually In this case (laughs) Yeah Well The blurb is Dramatic fair Dana Larson is fed up with love (gasps) She tells Elizabeth and Todd Wilkins that she prefers singing with her band, the droids, to wasting her time on dates. Aaron Dallas is fed up too. He insists that soccer is more important to him than girls. But Elizabeth has a plan to make Dana and Aaron fall in love with each other. <gasps> Todd reluctantly agrees to help, but he bets Elizabeth that she won't succeed. Why is he helping then? What is the point I, of this bet?
0: Oh, look, it's so stupid.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. After all, Dana is a rock singer and Aaron is a jock. Everything Dana likes, Aaron hates and vice versa. Elizabeth thinks she's creating the match of the decade, but Todd thinks she's headed for a matchmaking disaster. It's so
0: needlessly dramatic. Like the stakes are really not that high, lads.
2: And yet I love it.
0: (laughs) we are extremely here for it however and i'm
2: also here for the cover can you please describe it because it's amazing
0: Yeah, so we have Liz and Todd. Um, Todd is giving us, is it his blue steel? I don't know what's happening. He is smouldering into the camera um, (laughs) in his um, blue, is that like an Oxford shirt that they often uh, are described as? The buttons are all the way down, Todd. (laughs) I was just going to say... Um he just needs a medallion or something. It's it's quite the vibe. Um, Yeah. So big, big lapels, buttons all the way down, (laughs) smoldering right into uh into the viewer. It's um yeah, it's a look from Todd. And Mm. uh then Liz is beside him, kind of like very like overacting, kind of like whispering a secret to him, but it's very like like looking at somebody while she's doing it and her mouth is open and her hands up (laughs) to her face and it's like so subtle. Um, But, you know, she's, you know, she's looking very Liz. She has her barrettes, which are colour coordinated with her jumper. They certainly are. Which is a nice touch. Um, The jumper, you know, it's actually pretty nice. can't really yeah, slack I it think off of too much. I'm like, I'm into these little stripes. So it's kind of like a pinky coloured, like wool jumper. There's a little kind of a white stripe and a navy stripe around the cuff of her mm. sleeve and around the collar. And it's it's quite nice. I have to give it to her. Yeah, it's, it's a
3: good look. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, it's balanced out by Todd's um, Tom Jones.
0: Todd is on the cover of a different book altogether.
2: Like. <laughs> Sweet Valley Nights,
3: yes, again.
2: <laughs> well, we might on um, on um, uh, with this image in your in your heads, listeners. <laughs> let's jump right into the story, which begins in the house of our old pal Patty. That's right, she's back. Yeah, she's she's having a party, um, and uh, the gang's all there. And Jessica has some news for um for Liz and Co. There's going to be a new rock band at Sweet Valley High. Competition for the droids? Surely not. By the way, it is really presented as the, you know, almost like gang territory. Like, this is the droids turf.
0: (laughs) You don't mess with (laughs) Dina.
2: It's like, will the droids allow another band? Like, most towns have music scenes. They tend not to just have one band.
0: The one high school band and that's it.
2: (laughs) Well... Everyone's excited about uh, this this new uh, band on the block. They're called Badger Beat. Ooh, I think it's... Is it not Badger Beat? Oh, you're right. Sorry, it is. Uh, that is how the, the actual word is pronounced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Badger Beat. <laughs> they go around baiting badgers with dicks.
3: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, well, it's... Uh, I think it what does it it means? Um does it sort of mean babe or something. Or am I getting it wrong? What uh, um I thought it was to do with the Bahamas, no? I thought it was a Spanish word.
3: Oh.
0: Like Baja. Yeah. Well, we have not done our research on this. No, we haven't.
2: <laughs> Please tell us what Baja means. I'm gonna look it up. Baja okay. meaning. Some would say we could have done this before the the, the show. Oh, it's a noun that's you that means a drop or a fall, but can be used to to refer to a short woman.
0: Okay. Hmm. So, so neither of the things we were thinking
2: of. Hang oh on, is there? Oh, there's a state of Baja in Northern California.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense.
2: Hmm. Oh no, hang on. No. This, it's another place, sorry, it says the population of the state of Baja California is 2.5 million people. Oh my God, this is, I think, you, maybe it is. Where is Baja? <laughs> See, this is the content you people want. <laughs> it's in Mexico, apparently. Oh. And it is called Baja California, so I guess that it is Spanish. Okay then, hmm. right. Well, there is a
0: there is a secretly thriving Mexican <laughs> community in Sweet Valley, so this is just them coming to the fore.
2: Well, it's near the border because Tijuana and Mexicali are both in Baja, by the looks of okay. things. So, right, uh, yes, uh, well, this was a little geography lesson for us.
0: <laughs> We've all learned something here.
2: Also revealing that my brain was just reading it as Baja the whole way, even though I thought it was a Spanish word. And I know that a J in Spanish isn't pronounced J. Ja. <laughs> So, I mean, really, this is the level of sophistication that mm. you are dealing with in, in this podcast. And uh, after we've digressed for about five oh, well. minutes about meeting meaning of Baja. Of course,
0: my brain straight went straight to um, Baja men from, from years ago, good old novelty hits, such as oh, Who Let the Dogs that's Out. It? That's true. Yeah, that's where my head went, which is why I was like, is it something to do with the Caribbean or... Uh, I
2: don't know Barbados or the Bahamas. Oh, I don't know Baha Caribbean. If you look it up.
3: Oh God, what have I done? Oh,
2: this is well. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a dialect spoken in Barbados.
0: aha uh-huh, That does right, make okay. sense. Well,
2: you know what? You that, can I think this... I had that in my brain as well. It's very confused. <laughs> Maybe that's where they're they're coming from.
0: There are various options to choose from, so you can pick your favourite, listeners, <laughs> as to what the influence is for uh, for this new band. Good
2: lord, yes, uh, and uh, apologies for our geographical and indeed linguistic in- ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite, we've surpassed ourselves at this. At least, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are referring to the Caribbean, the, to the Barbadian. Um, uh, dialect or language then um, at least you were in the right part of the world
0: true like, yes okay also this is basically this is literally like the third line of the first page and this is as far <laughs> as we've gotten after like nearly 10 minutes <laughs> We should probably move on. Yes, definitely. Well,
2: Baha Beat is the brainchild of Andy Jenkins, who is going out with Patty's cousin, Tracy, who I think was the substitute bridesmaid when Patty uh, lost the bridesmaid job when her sister was getting married. Oh, you're right. Yes. Mm. And uh, Jess says, uh, apropos of no basis whatsoever, uh, you know that the songs, their songs, Baha Beat songs, are going to be great to dance to.
0: Sure. Have they even played a gig? Yet? No, we... They haven't. They specifically yeah, okay. haven't.
2: <laughs> um and uh yeah, they're um they're they're looking forward to they're playing their first gig. They've just been practicing for a while, and now Andy's ready to unleash them on the world. And Penny points out the droids are so popular, it'll be tough for any newcomers.
0: <laughs> There's only one band allowed in Sweet Valley at any given time. They're the Highlander of bands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Apparently, well Dana at least thinks like a normal musician and says there's always room for more music in the world and points out that having, you know, more competition as she sees it, which is a weird way of putting it. As somebody mm. who used to be in a band, you tend not to see other bands in the scene as like my mm. enemies <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very true actually, yeah.
2: um, Well she says that um it'll it'll give her even more of a, a reason to spend her time writing songs and performing with the droids because apparently Since she gave up love, the band has become her life. Hmm,
0: yes. Uh, Liz apparently isn't surprised by this uh, pronouncement because apparently Dana's been banging on about this for quite some time now, that she's just fed up with boys and, you know... Can you blame her really, though, given that the town she lives in and all? But uh, yeah, true, yeah, she's she's been banging this drum for a while that she's just done with dating and boys and relationships. And she's just like, nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm spending all my time on my music.
2: Yes. And she says that since she stopped seeing Brent, she realized that there's, you know, she's just there's no one out there that really uh, vibes with her. And yeah, Jessica sorry, is just pissed this- off about this. Oh, well, yes,
0: that's right. So this is the thing. I kind of went back and checked and I was like, who is this Brent guy? Oh,
2: I remember and, who he is.
0: But it's it's the guy from Who's Who, of course. Yeah. That, with Jessica. But that guy's name was Brett.
3: <gasps> oh.
2: <laughs> well, um, I stand yeah. corrected because I was thinking, Brent, oh yeah, that must be Who's Who guy. But
0: I think it is meant to be the Who's Who guy. It's just a slight lack of continuity <laughs> in terms of names. Um, yeah, because that does seem to be, the gist, because it's like mm. Jessica had fixed Dana up with Brent and like that could only be the guy from Who's Who, even though his name was Brett. I think the names are just close enough that somebody was like, it's something like that. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this one's on the ghostwriter.
2: True. Um, yeah, because uh, Jessica, uh, because she's she just takes offence at the most random things, is is weirdly angry with Dana for not going out with Brent slash Brett anymore. <laughs> Because she had fixed them up, except she didn't fix them up. It happened by accident.
0: Completely by accident. She was basically caught and then they hit it off randomly. Yeah. So, yeah, she really had very little to do with it.
2: Well, um, Je- Dana says that love's overrated. And we're told that Jessica can understand her friend's position. Since when are they friends? God, yeah, they're not at Hmm. Well, she thinks that she hasn't found Mr. Right either. Well, when she did, my poor old AJ, she just cheated on him with that like, stalker. (laughs) I mean, he was gone away for
0: like two days. What was he supposed to do? (laughs) Good point.
2: Liz, of course, totally disagrees with Jessica on this and uh, we get the traditional twin comparison. And Dana says she's sticking to music and then who should come up but Todd, Guy Chesney and our jumpsuit queen.
0: Oh, amazing.
2: (gasps) Yeah, Lynn Henry's at the party and they all hear Dana's declaration of independence (laughs) and... Lynn has a suggestion for Dana. Yeah, she thinks uh Yeah, because I think they've
0: all heard her going on about this for so long. And they're like, oh, she's complaining again. And Lynn's <laughs> like, well, why don't, why don't you write a song about
2: it? <laughs> so, of course, Dana borrows Andy's guitar. Because Andy's the one who takes the guitar to the party. Yes, Olivia Davidson
0: is fuming in the background. <laughs> no,
2: she, she's waiting to play Blowing in the Wind. Now Andy's stealing her thunder. <laughs> so rude. So uh, she sings... I'm fed up with love in her husky, distinctive voice. <laughs> Don't know what I was thinking of. Let a romance fog my mind waste my precious time. This is how I imagine they do their ballads, in the drawings. So like fair ballad <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem
0: that far off the mark in fairness, (laughs) but yeah, she's just kind of making up this song on the spot Mm. um, and it's kind of silly and sarcastic and everyone, apparently it's hilarious and everyone's laughing their asses off at this um, fantastic song that she's thrown together uh, on the spot. But um, yeah, as you say, it doesn't really sound particularly (laughs) funny. It does sound more like a power ballad, but you look, we'll leave them off.
2: (laughs) Well, one person isn't amused. It's Aaron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Aaron. Um, yeah, he is just kind of standing at the snack table looking bored, apparently. He's eating some onion dip. Yep. can't go without the onion dip, lads. I like that. It's not, it's not a Sweet Valley party without the onion dip. It certainly is not. <laughs> but yeah Liz and Todd join him and uh, they're so funny like they just don't go anywhere alone do they at parties <laughs> they're just like a fucking two-headed monster um, and uh, yeah they kind of they come over to, to Aaron and Todd's like hey buddy and Aaron's just like she's absolutely right and he's all grumpy because uh, mm. he is of the same opinion and says that love stinks
2: <gasps> yes apparently he's been in a in a fowler basically I mean yeah. a foul mood oh. but, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Irish slang sometimes whoops trips us up every so (laughs) (laughs) often he has been in a foul mood since his girlfriend Heather Sanford moved away one less cool person in Sweet Valley High Heather was cool she was really into
0: fashion and like made her own clothes and stuff wasn't it yeah Yeah. she was deadly well uh, she's gone now and
2: understandably Aaron is fed up with the fact that everybody goes around you know in two by two like animals going into Noah's Ark and uh, yeah everyone in Sweet Valley is joined at the hip he says and he's seeing couples everywhere and he is not wrong. He
0: truly is not wrong like I was literally just saying how Todd and Liz
2: can't seem to like
0: (laughs) go away from each other at all at a party and have to move in tandem everywhere they go it's like can you just chill please.
2: Well he stomps off and says he's going to boycott dating and parties from now on.
0: Well, you'd have to if you don't want a date or to date, really. So he's not left with many options when it comes to this town again. So,
2: yeah. Good point. Liz and Todd head home after the party and share a sexy moment by their standards, i.e. <laughs> not very sexy at all, in the car. And they talk about Aaron and how he's become so cynical since Sim and Heather, um, to call it a day, And Todd jokes that maybe he and Dana should get together because it might stop both of them moaning about how they're through with love all the time. And that gives Liz an idea oh god yeah
0: Um, apparently the idea just immediately appeals to Liz and she thinks there's something irresistible about the thought of matching them together Um, whereas Todd was just coming from the, the point of view that everyone's fed up listening to the pair of them moping about it yeah. <laughs> but Liz is like oh maybe this actually will work she's like no it's perfect Uh, she reckons they, they both think they hate happy couples but they'll feel differently once they're part of one again
2: hmm well, Todd says that they have nothing in common. She's into rock, music and art. He's a total jock. She's hyper and he's laid back. They're like oil and water, Liz. They won't mix. I mean, picture it. And Liz does. And it's quite a vision.
0: Oh my God, it's amazing. And I don't think this really counts as an outfit description. Because yeah. again, this is more like the thing they do where it's like, this is their vibe rather mm. than what they're literally yeah, yeah. wearing in a scene. So yeah, Liz pictures them together. And oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so so she's, uh, she can see... Preppy, clean-cut, all-American Aaron and funky punk rocker Dana. Aaron in khakis and a crisp Oxford cloth shirt. Dana in a miniskirt, an oversized jacket and glitter in her spiked hair. <laughs> they did seem like opposites. They, I mean,
2: they do. Also, Dana's outfit sounds amazing.
0: It's so good. Oh my God. Even a hypothetical outfit yes. is better than what anybody else has worn in ages. Good
2: point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had slim pickings with outfits, listeners. But don't you worry. Oh, that's about to change. Oh my
0: God, <laughs> with a vengeance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Liz reminds Todd that opposites attract and he attract, and He agrees it could be fun to see um, if they could, you know, I guess, work together to put them, to, to fix up Aaron and, uh, and Dana. And yet, despite the fact he says he'll help matchmake, he says he still thinks that they're the least likely couple in town and for that reason, Liz, I'd like to make a wager, he says.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, this like this makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. But he's like, they're calling it Operation Pair Up oh, as well. So he's like, oh, they're the worst. But yeah, <laughs> so he's like, um, if this works, as you say it will, I'll grant you three wishes. If it doesn't, you owe me three wishes. So it's like, even though he said he's going to help her, he also thinks it's not going to work. So you'd imagine he'd be working for it, you know, for it to be in his benefit. But I, again, yeah. Yeah. It broke my brain a little bit, I think.
2: (laughs) There's no logic. I mean, even less attempt to make things logical than usual, which is saying something. Mm. Well, we cut to Monday, and Liz has been explaining her brainwave to Olivia and Penny. And they're not entirely convinced that it's a goer, but Penny wonders if it might work. And so they agree to help Liz enact her step one of Operation Pair Up. Um, (laughs) Because it turns out that Dana's en route to the Oracle office.
0: Yeah, apparently she wrote out the lyrics of, or no, Penny had written yeah. out the lyrics of um, the song that Dana had made up at the party because it's hilarious. Mm. So they were to print it as a humor piece. And um, Dana's coming in to just have a look over it before it goes to
2: print, basically. Yeah. So Liz instructs her pals on what she wants them to do when Dana arrives. And uh, when the droid's front woman turns up, the others are all making a big deal about, uh, I'd say they are as convincing as. As Jessica's acting in the in the production of Macbeth in the TV program, because <laughs> they're all talking about how uh, really ostentatiously about how Aaron supposedly was asking Todd all about Dana at the party, and as soon as they notice Dana in inverted commas, they shut up really like oh no we weren't saying anything, um, and pretend to feel all awkward.
0: It's very, it just sounds really cringy, But yes. apparently it works Because Dana, like her eyes widen in surprise mm. And she kind of says, you know That it was obvious this was supposed to be a secret So Dana says nothing, whereas I feel like You're 16, you hear people talking like that You'd be like, what's the story, what's going
2: on, what did he say Yes, because <laughs> yeah. she's meant to be great pals With them all of a sudden
0: Apparently, she sure Liz's pals with everybody Oh
2: god, <laughs> well, I mean if we complained about every time she suddenly made a new best friend who she <laughs> drops like a stone as soon as their med- her meddling opportunities dry off, we'd be, be here all week. Oh. Well, meanwhile, Todd is doing his first step with the help of Winston and also his new best friend, Neil Freemant.
0: Yeah, and Neil is Penny's yeah. boyfriend, isn't he? Yeah, so that was from back in, oh God, a million books ago, in like Secret Admirer. That was when yes. they got together. Which
2: was Did a good that? one, Yeah.
0: That was yeah, Um yeah. So Neil uh, has been roped into this along with Winston, and again, it's this really hammy, like fake conversation thing that they do. Um, and I think even like Winston is like, "This is ridiculous." And if, like, if Winston thinks it's ridiculous. You know, yeah, you've crossed <laughs> <on>. the line. <laughs> yeah, but they they pretty much pull the same thing where they know Aaron. Uh, is on the other side of the lockers yeah so Todd kind of says uh wait till you hear this guys I heard that Dana has a major crush on oh you'll never guess who she has a crush on on this guy or whatever and it's yeah. real you know silly but yeah I think uh Aaron or, yeah Aaron walks around the corner and they're like oh ooh. oh nothing never mind
2: <laughs> by the way even Todd thinks this is too stupid to work but uh, yeah. it does well he is goes it?
0: along with it yeah, yeah. So it's, again it's so strange because he's like he doesn't think it's going to work and yet he's doing everything he can to help Liz to make yes. it work even though that means he'll lose the bet. So I don't know. know.
2: <laughs> well, it is working because Aaron looks intrigued. Next day, Liz spots Dana in school. She's wearing a typically awesome outfit, which <laughs> Karen will doubtless tell us about at the end. Oh,
0: yes, we will get to it.
2: <laughs> and as Liz, uh, you know, as, just after Liz spots, um, spots Dana, she sees Aaron walk by, and there's a little moment there. There is, um, yeah,
0: they both blush basically when they see each other, um, yeah. and it's kind of unusual for them. Like Dana's so cool; she's not usually one for all the the usual amounts of Sweet Valley blushing, but uh, but her face does go a bit red when Aaron goes past, and and he does the same. And so Liz is like,
2: "Oh my god, step one is complete." Yes, she's delighted with herself. So now she has to, you know, she's she's got the pair of them sort of very hyper aware of each other. So yeah, she needs to move on to step two, and we, it tells her she tells like Olivia and Enid um, that she has to contrive a meeting between them and she almost feels a bit guilty about scheming when Enid reassures her that it's for a good cause. Um, But Jessica uh, overhears and again she's just childishly annoyed by <laughs> the idea that Dana and Aaron might end up together.
0: And it is it is purely because that means that she wouldn't be able to have him, even though she doesn't want him. It is that thing of like, no, I, I don't want it, but you can't have it.
3: Yeah. Liz, Liz
2: actually said things. She knew Jessica depended on Aaron to be part of the pool of attractive, unattached <laughs> Sweet Valley boys she dived into for an occasional date. Yeah,
0: it's her sub bench rotation. You don't mess with it. She's got a system, and Liz is going to fuck it up for her now.
2: now. you think Aaron would have been off for a while because he's been with Heather?
0: With Heather, you would have thought, actually. Yeah, that's a really good
2: point. Well, I mean, she's she, Jessica's not a reasonable girl, so very true. Really Apparently,
0: true. he was—he's been in the rotation up until now,
3: anyway.
2: Well, she's got something to distract her when she meets Amy and Lila because they're pointing out the posters in the uh, that have just gone up announcing. A Battle of the Bands.
0: Very exciting. Yeah. Is it like a, a local radio station um, is sponsoring it? And it's like three bands, including Baha Beat, have challenged the droids to a contest in the high school gym in a couple of weeks. Um, so like even, though... even the fact
2: they challenge them. Like the droids oh. are the, you know, have, are <laughs> the, the <rainy> heroes. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously there could be, you know, we must challenge your supremacy. Like that's not how music scenes work. Yes, it is. There's a hierarchy
0: and you have to fight your way to the top. They can only be defeated in combat <laughs> and then you take your place as the winner. <laughs> but yeah, there is actually a prize in everything because this radio station has gotten involved. Hmm. So it's like the um, the best band wins a weekend in L.A. where they are the opening act for a hip music club. It's like, how are they pulling all of these strings for uh, random high school bands? I was but just okay. going to
2: say, I presume yeah. there better be an all ages music club because all these 16 oh, year olds aren't going to get in otherwise. <laughs> Jesus! Even if they were in college, they might not even get it. Oh God, true, because you'd be twenty-one. Yeah. Oh disaster! <laughs> God, I'm very glad I went to my J one when I was twenty-one. Oh God, it would have been negative crack otherwise. No, Jesus, didn't have to get the oh my passport. Just uh, <laughs> I put it in the washing machine. You can't really read it now.
3: <laughs> oh no.
2: Well, Jessica thinks that the droids are super popular, but maybe it's time they moved over and gave the spotlight to someone else.
0: <gasps> yeah, again, this is just Jessica holding a grudge for absolutely no good reason. Oh, and God, it is yeah. Purely because of this whole thing of Aaron being <laughs> taken out of her rotation of <laughs> random lads for dates uh, means that she now has a grudge against Dana. So she thinks it would serve Dana right to, to lose to Baha Beat or <laughs> the Suede Men or... <laughs> spontaneous <laughs>
3: combustion
0: what names I have to wonder was the ghostwriter obsessed with like spontaneous human combustion like oh, I certainly was
3: who wasn't
2: as
0: good I was really? terrified
2: of it happening. oh to me. my
0: god seriously those photographs are chilling <gasps> just like that leg the slipper. and the Slipper.
2: Oh. shoe old person slipper foot
0: horrendous I feel like about every two or three years I end up like on twitter just talking to the same five people about (laughs) spontaneous human combustion and all of us just sharing our trauma at seeing those fucking photographs oh
2: my god it's that photo in particular um burnt itself oh burnt itself into everyone's brain
0: (laughs) it really did just like a shoe and a fireplace oh god it's horrible (laughs) oh
2: don't google it listeners well um unless... or do a
0: bit you know but... you probably know it already spontaneous human combustion what comes to mind a leg in a fireplace yeah.
2: well <laughs> so... if you want to be still thinking of it in 30 years then go ahead
0: that's <laughs> all I could think of every time I saw the name of this band I was just like yep grainy black and white photos <laughs> oh Jesus I'm right back there
3: <laughs> well
2: they nearly end uh, spoiler alert they nearly end up combusting even if it's not spontaneous <laughs> by the end <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica has a frankly ludicrous idea. Can you tell oh us what this idea God. is? It's so, so stupid.
0: stupid, truly. Like, yeah. even Jessica thinks it's a silly idea. But, um, well, no, actually, Lila's idea is much better, even though it's, it's equally ridiculous, but hmm. still better. Uh, yeah, because Lila's like... Uh, yeah sorry Jessica says let's get involved in the battle of the bands and Lila's like what form a band of our own and enter the contest and truly they would have been better off oh I wish they had Um, that would have
2: been so cool like
0: that would have been amazing but uh Jessica's idea is to be roadies (laughs) 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 she's like you know the people who help out the bands backstage and Lila's like are you joking (laughs) absolutely not like manual labor and Lila I don't think so um she's like you mean lift things take orders uh, and Jess was like, what's the matter? Are you afraid you will break a fingernail? Uh, which she does, actually. Oh, that's good, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Lila's like, I'm absolutely not interested in this. And it's like, you know, this is a completely non-glamorous job. You don't get to be on stage. You're just carrying heavy shit around all the time. Yeah. Um, but Jess is convinced it's a fantastic idea. She's like, if we hook up with the right band and they win, we get to go to L.A. and mingle with real live rock stars.
2: That does not seem to be enough of an incentive to keep them committed to what happens next
0: to what they (laughs) endure
2: yes and also like i was in bands playing gigs with fairly semi like borderline professional bands when i'm all through my 20s virtually nobody has their own roadies i think the only time we played with a band that had their own roadies was when we supported like Gold wrap. like I mean it was not um wow (laughs) it's it's not the sort of thing that a band of 16 year olds are like well obviously we've got our crew here crew or fucking
0: entourage like you're lugging that heavy shit around yourself (laughs)
2: yes like and and Patrick my husband's band like toured all over England and everything and they were loading entire you know an entire PA system and all the gear into the back of a it uh, or a nissan Micra.
0: oh it's always so, the tiniest car imaginable it's yes. like yeah a fucking Micra. just stacked the rafters
2: so. so the idea that any of these bands have roadies and that this would be a thing is just unhinged truly but typical for jessica of course
0: she's on a mission
2: yeah so uh yeah they uh they they're somehow convinced that this will be their ticket to rock and roll glamour and they'll be hanging out with like some hot rocker dudes and they might even meet their current celebrity crush, one Jamie Peters. Yeah,
0: it's but it's weird the way it's phrased, though, because apparently, yeah, Jessica and Lila had been drooling over pictures of rock legend Jamie Peters. And it's like rock legend sounds like an old dude,
2: doesn't it? Well, I mean, I, I'm i pretty sure this is being set up for the book Rockstar's Girl. Oh. The premise of which is... A, a, think this is in the blurb so it's not a surprise that there's a new girl in school and she's living with Jamie Peters Um <gasps> some of the kids find out and think that she's Jamie Peters young girl, like teenage girlfriend oh but she's his daughter god. oh my god, it's okay <laughs> so I think he is meant to be kind of old
0: Okay, well, that would you know what that would actually line up with Jessica's previous references for uh, mm. for things because wasn't she um picturing herself dancing in a New York nightclub when oh. uh, Mick Jagger comes <laughs> up and asks her to dance? So he's very much her vibe at that rate of going. In fact, he's almost too young.
2: <laughs> well, Amy's not a fan because she says that Jamie is old enough to be like their dad practically. And <laughs> Jessica says she he is not. Where Lila, uh, we're told he's a man, huh? I breathed, her eyes dreamy.
0: Oh no, Lila. <laughs> yeah, Amy has more sense though, and she's like, uh, I'm out, I have better things to do with my time than hang around a bunch of deadbeats. Yep. So yeah, she, Jessica's like, oh, wait, you see, we're going to win a trip to LA. And Amy's like, okay, that's whatever you think. <laughs> it's like suddenly a- Amy's the sensible, fucking reasonable
2: one. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I mean, well, very, uh, it's, a, it's a strange turn of events. Well, Jessica says they have to find Andy and uh, Andy Jenkins and offer their services. Later, Liz asks Dana to come with her to see the film Adam's Rib at the Plaza. And in a bit of continuity, we're reminded that Dana is a big fan of classic films.
0: That's true. She loves old movies. And there is like, um, yeah, the Plaza Theatre is showing it. And I think... This has been established as like an old theatre that does all these kind of classic film seasons yep. in Sweet Valley, so love that. Love we're, an appearance from the plaza.
2: Yes, and we're told that it's a gorgeous Art Deco theatre built in the 20s that had been renovated and now showed classical movies. I can't believe Sweet Valley has something so cool that it.
0: <laughs> they don't deserve something as cool they as They absolutely do not. <laughs> I want to go to the cinema.
2: Yeah. Well, Dana uh, loves Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, and... Um, Liz, who was suddenly her, her best friend, knows this. So Dana's delighted um, at the at the suggestion. And um, we're told, by the way, that Dana has been musical pretty much since birth. Oh. According to her parents, she's been making music ever since she was a baby, when she rhythmically <laughs> banged her spoon on her high chair.
0: Um, babies don't do anything rhythmically. That's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a baby. They're not rhythmic. <laughs>
2: Maybe you just haven't met the right babies, Karen. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Yeah. I know one baby. <laughs> she has no rhythm, but she's very cute. <laughs>
2: That's how she makes up for not having any rhythm. Yeah. Well, Dana says, uh, tells Liz that she's been writing a lot of songs recently, but she isn't sure. She isn't sure whether to admit to Liz that she's not actually happy with them because uh, apparently they're all sad, bitter or sarcastic. Not the kind of songs that got people dancing in the odds in one band contest. I mean, Teenagers fucking love sad songs. That's true. Look at Taylor Swift. that <laughs> point. Home, but she was a teenager. People love them. That is true. But yeah, I suppose the droids,
0: though, are like a, they're a party band. That's you know?
2: true. Yeah, I guess it's not really the droids vibe. Yeah. Um, and yet she almost wishes that her lyrics to Fed Up With Love hadn't appeared in the oracle. It sort of makes her feel a bit exposed. Oh, And uh, she's she's been telling herself that a talented, independent woman doesn't need a man in order to feel complete. But it's hard to believe it because she's tired of feeling so alone. And in fairness, if you lived in that town, you probably would feel alone.
0: Honestly, you can't really blame her for feeling like this because, like, of course, she's absolutely right. But, like, you would feel like you're missing out when literally, as you say, it's like fucking Noah's Ark in this place at every party and every event. Everyone's there in twos, like. Yes.
2: And, uh... She suddenly has an image of a certain Sweet Valley High sports star in her mind. <laughs> Who
0: could it be? Oh, it's Aaron Dallas. Yeah, she starts wondering about him and she's like, he is good looking. But uh, apparently, as as a rule, she finds sports types to be pretty uncultured, oh. um, which is a little bit mean in fairness. But uh, but as she speculates about him, she can, she can feel her cheeks grow warm because he's very cute after all. <gasps>
2: Well, Liz tells her that they'll collect her later and then maybe they'll just uh, bring a friend along. Hmm. Oh,
0: she throws it in real casual. Yeah, Todd might be bringing a friend like it's no big deal. Don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) Well, we hear that Todd's been up to the same uh, game because we cut to him picking up Aaron. And he has Todd mentioned to him that they're, you know, bringing a friend of Liz's and he had uh, just assumed that this was Edith. Which, when I think about it, like surely he would have just said Todd would have said Edith. It's not like Aaron doesn't know her, but uh, Mm -hmm. then he discovers it's Dana. Uh oh, yeah. So he's kind of again
0: he start like there's a lot of blushing in this book, and we will also get to that. But again, his his face gets all hot again, and he's like, oh, oh god, okay. He kind of tells himself to get a grip, and he's like, it's only Dana, but like (gasps) suddenly Dana's like this girl who has a crush on him, and he when he starts thinking about it, he's like, oh, you know she's really hot so oh god oh. <laughs> so he's just getting a bit uh fidgety and awkward now with the thoughts yes. of uh, of dana sitting in the back seat with him
2: and uh yeah he is he is thinking of how boring his clothes are well he's not worried oh. about that because he is a sweet valley boy and thinks <laughs> if he had known that dana was coming he would have tried to wear something a little more interesting that is very cute. Yeah. <laughs> So they collect data, and there's a moment when she sees that Aaron's in the car. It's a bit like, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of awkward, but also kind of cute because they're both kind of into each other now and don't really know what to do or what to say to each other. Yeah, but um, but it's very quiet in the backseat. I think Todd and Liz are just trying to chatter all the way to it, but it's um a little bit awkward and strained.
2: Yes, and after the film, they're still kind of silent, Uh, Liz is starting to wonder if Operation uh. Uh, pair up. It was such a good idea because Ireland and Dana are barely talking. But everything changes when they head to the magical land of Guido's.
0: <laughs> Nothing can't be solved by some Guido's pizza and the sounds of an indoor waterfall. <laughs> well, they
2: got a table right by the waterfall. It's the best seat in the house. Yeah. So Dana they start talking about the film and which they all enjoyed and Dana says she loves Tracy and Hepburn because, you know, she says they had such chemistry. And then Aaron uh, impresses her by saying it's because they were love in real life, right? So no matter what characters they were playing, their real life relationship came came through. So she's impressed by his movie history knowledge. And when Liz says she likes that there's there's a tension between the characters, um, it's sort of, you know, bit of antagonism between them during the film. Dane agrees because that it may, this makes the final reunion more romantic and Aaron mm-hmm. says he likes that it's romance of equals. He's Ooh. saying all the right things.
0: He certainly is, yeah. So Dana's starting to see there's more to him than just like some football player guy who's, you know, just a jock with nothing to say for himself. So he actually is
2: quite interesting and he was into the movie and has some good insights yeah exactly well liz is delighted because she can see that the chemistry is between uh, is there between dana and aaron mm. and uh then um, Aaron spoils it all by saying something stupid like, uh, <laughs> you know, your lyrics were so great. And that says, you're absolutely right. Falling in love is the ultimate waste of time. Hepburn, Tracy movies aside, of course. Uh, Dana looks disappointed for a split second. but Then she kind of covers it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'd turn down any da- guy if they asked me out. And Aaron's like, yeah, if anyone asked me, I'd I turn them down too. Oh. <laughs> so Todd thinks that he's won this bet
0: yeah I suppose yeah when Liz heard this she was like oh fuck it anyway it's all gone tits up but um, yeah so Todd thinks he's onto a winner now but she's just like no it's just an obstacle we can figure something out she's not deterred completely yet
2: yeah well the next uh I guess it's, is it the next day or it's Monday anyway Jessica is in the cafeteria where she spots Andy Jenkins in the queue uh so she's about to go over and ask where big Bob beats Roddy. <laughs> Fucking so god.
0: ridiculous, oh my god.
2: But then she witnesses an unpleasant scene. Yeah, so there's
0: this guy, yeah, I suppose Andy is standing with Neil um, yeah, his in the queue for food, yeah. And this guy, Charlie Cashman, comes up and apparently he's one of Jessica's least favourite people, but actually apparently one of everybody's least favorite people so apparently nobody likes this guy um but yeah he's kind of a bully and he just starts giving Andy shit for no reason so he kind of he cuts the line in front of Andy and then says who are you trying to cut in front of um and just gives him all this hassle saying that he cut in front of him when Charlie literally just stepped in front of him and it's like whoa what is going on here so Charlie's just a massive asshole and trying to start on Andy for Absolutely yeah. no reason. And
2: Andy isn't rising to his bait. But then, even when Charlie pushes him, by the way, other people tell Charlie to cut it out, uh, mm. but not Neil. Neil doesn't That's say a fucking really thing.
0: True, actually, yeah. It's like other boys in the line are like telling him to calm down and give him a break and shut up, basically. But yeah, yeah
2: you're right. Neil doesn't say a word. Well, I think this could be foreshadowing for the next oh. book. Um, well, Jessica basically says to uh, to Andy that like. Charlie's a dickhead. Not in so many words.
3: And <laughs> then asks
2: about looking for him. And instead of <laughs> laughing at her face, as well, he might. <laughs> he says they have all the help he needs. But he's heard somebody else needs some assistance. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so he heard something about one of uh, spies roadies quitting. And Jessica's like, what? Who's a spy? Apparently, Spy Lazarus <laughs> is uh, the front man of spontaneous combustion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jessica inexplicably thinks... With a professional sounding name like that, the band had to be good. She liked the name Spy too. They were probably even better than Baha Beat. Um, Okay, based on what exactly? What is going on? Oh my God.
0: I mean, Spy Lazarus is a badass name. It's a great name.
2: (laughs) But I mean, there's no reason for her to think this band are any good. Whatsoever. I mean, no. she's no reason to think babies are any good either.
0: Also true. Yeah, nobody's heard them
3: yet.
2: Speaking of illogical activities, um, we cut to the Dairy Burger where Edith, and Liz, and their new best friend Dana <laughs> are hanging out, and Liz sees this new girl in their history class, Claire Middleton. Um, this is also like very early setup, isn't yeah. it? For for like yeah,
0: down the line. But yeah, this girl Claire is new, um, and. Yeah, it's like Liz kind of calls to her and is like, hey, why don't you join us? Like, Dana smiled. Trust Elizabeth to act like the welcome wagon representative. And it's like, I know Dana's being nice here, but also like, yeah, fucking trust Liz.
2: (laughs) Also, welcome wagon is a good nickname for this. (laughs) She is the welcome wagon. (laughs)
0: Amazing. (laughs)
2: Oh, God. It's nice of her to be friendly to this girl, but. Um, she uh, because because Claire Middleton is clearly very shy and yes, um, she just sort of stares out under her hair and then basically runs away. And Edith suggests that they, you know, they try to include her another time, which is oh, you know, also nice. But then Liz says, "Let's make a point of it. She seems really nice. I mean, she doesn't particularly."
0: <laughs> again it's based on absolutely nothing like yeah. your woman what did, did she what did she say she just kind of said thanks i have to go it's nice meeting you and kind of like hurries out barely looking at them so it's like well she's either just like really shy or kind of rude yeah. but like
2: not really nice there's no, no act <laughs> you'd either be neutral towards her or a bit like okay <laughs> yeah well uh liz tells dana that aaron kept talking about her after they dropped her home the other night and dana thinks that she uh, should not say any of this, that she does actually like him, but now she's sort of made a big deal publicly about being down with love that she feels she can't backtrack.
0: Oh no, it's okay, Dana. Yeah, it's all kind of saving face now with her that she's mm-hmm. not going to go back and seeing as she's been gone about this for so long, she's not going to turn around and suddenly jump into something, but
2: um, yeah, she does like him though in spite of herself. She does. We cut to Todd's gaff, where Aaron is equally distracted. <laughs> Yeah, although
0: I did wonder when Liz is telling Dana that Aaron was talking about her, Hmm. is that just bullshit? Like that she's kind of trying to push her plan or was he actually saying anything?
2: I thought it was just her um, pushing her plan. Yeah, okay, yeah, same. But yeah, Aaron is, uh, Todd is is telling him that Dana rang Liz after the, the outing the other night and said how much she liked hanging out with him. And Aaron didn't really, says he didn't really get that vibe from her and Todd suggests that uh, the reason she didn't sort of make these feelings known I mean if he, I don't know why he thinks that if she liked him she'd declare her love for him that night <laughs> with two other people present but anyway <laughs> Todd says that she thinks that you know it's probably because they're so different and she doesn't know whether he'd be into her and obviously she's made a big deal out of not wanting to get involved with somebody and she's probably been embarrassed she's changed her mind and that's kind of true mm. And Aaron remembers that they were getting on pretty well until he mentioned her whole, you know, fed up with love
0: shtick. Yeah, the the song as well that, that she'd written, because I suppose it had just been in the Oracle and he kind of was kicking himself that he ever actually brought it up mm. because it kind of it did ruin the vibe. And he realizes that and he's like, oh, God, why did I do that? Like we were actually getting along really well and I messed it up. True.
2: So Todd suggests, well, look, you know, you can hang out as friends. Like, that's okay. And Aaron's like, "Eh, I guess it is. And then Todd reveals that he and Liz are going to an outdoor jazz concert on Saturday night (laughs) in the park. And why doesn't Aaron ask Dana and come along as a foursome?
0: Yeah, they just love a bit of smooth jazz, don't they? (laughs) Yeah, they do.
3: (laughs) Whether it's in their sex alcohol.
2: so chilling in the sex alcove in a silk Mm. shirt listening
0: to their (laughs) smooth
2: jazz that's a sweet valley life sweet valley nights (laughs) seriously we have so many ideas for sweet valley nights if anybody wants to commission us to write it
3: we are up for it
2: you can even do it as a podcast Francine you know you don't have to spend (laughs) the big bucks for a tv adaptation (laughs) We are very low budget. <laughs> very low budget. <laughs> Though do please sponsor us on Headstone Plus.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um so uh anyway, the next day Liz calls Dana uh just to kind of fish a bit to see if if Aaron rang her. But Dana is the one with an invitation.
0: <laughs> yes, um, amazingly. And again, like they weren't ever really this good friends before but yeah again we just have to accept that liz is suddenly besties with anyone who's actually got a featuring storyline um so dana's like why don't you come over to my house uh apparently the droids need to come up with new costumes for the battle of the (laughs) (laughs) costumes it's like the most exciting sentence i've ever seen (laughs) well um
2: (laughs) apparently Dana's the only one who really cares about that sort of thing probably because most bands don't have costumes unless you like costumes. final tap so
0: good yeah but she's having a brainstorming session does. yeah well very true yes flamboyance okay um...
2: i mean I'm, I'm just you know what there's more than you think now this is true okay so I take... listing
0: off act
2: i take it back
0: more bands should have costumes, if anything. Okay. Um, but yeah, Olivia and Dee Dee are going to come over to uh, to give her a hand. So uh, with ideas for this, yeah. so apparently she wants Liz in on the action too.
2: Well, they she heads over, and uh, Dana says that the band's sound is evolving. Later, <laughs> lately, our music has become more funky and down to earth. Hell yeah! And Dee Dee has the perfect uh, theme in mind for this <laughs> new sound. <sighs>
0: Oh my god, yes, Didi flips open her sketchbook and she's like, How about a jungle motif? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, jungle motif.
2: <laughs> can you describe Didi's ideas? Are you gonna save them for if they are imaginary at the moment?
0: They at the moment they are. So yeah, no, we can go with this so because uh yes, Dee Dee's fantastic suggestion <gasps> for the jungle motif involved the band wearing shirts with tiger and leopard prints. <laughs> So basically, the droids are going to go from being gem in the holograms to being the misfits, and I am one thousand percent here for it.
2: Oh, the, their songs are better as the misfits. They mis- are, fit. you know, it's it's true. They don't lie.
0: <laughs> apart yeah. from there, but yeah. Oh my god, fantastic! Yeah. Be pizzazz.
3: I love it. Oh
2: well, uh, I mean, she already has a touch of pizzazz stylistically. So uh, oh, why not go the whole hog with it? She, she just tiger needs print. the animal, just Throw in some animal print. Job done. Yeah. Well, as if that wasn't exciting enough, a phone call, um, arrives from, a phone call arrives, there is a phone call, yeah. it's Aaron.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I suppose Liz is glad that she managed to, to be here for this, and, um, yeah, so Dana answers, and Liz notices that Dana's kind of like, oh, uh, excited to, to hear from him, and, you know, oh, she's like, yes, I am free, she's obviously been hearing one side of the conversation, but, um, yeah, she's like, oh, jazz, oh, I'd love that, and kind of, she looks at Liz, who then tries to look innocent, um, and she's like, "Yeah, eight o'clock is great. I'll see you then." And then Ooh. kind of tells us, "Well, it looks like we're all going to this jazz concert."
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, Jessica is deciding whether to make a call to spy Lazarus. Oh my god, it's funny, yeah. So, uh,
0: <laughs> funnily enough, there's only one Lazarus family listed in the in the directory for Sweet Valley,
2: <laughs> and uh, she she's wondering whether you know this uh this this spy is going to be worth it because she's done some investigations about him and it turns out that he hangs out with a very different and a very weird crowd
0: yeah apparently he's a senior at sweet valley high but he hangs out with guys who went to other schools
3: what
0: or guys who had dropped out of high school <gasps> and it's like anyone who drops out of high school is basically bad news in this town oh <laughs> like... well
2: well wait i'm not gonna spoil it wait till we find out where a spy lives mm. Mm. <laughs> well liz turns up and uh, while she's debating whether or not to call him and liz cheer- cheerily tells jessica about the double date with aaron and Dee, Dee. somehow this makes jessica really angry again and it spurs her to make the phone call
0: yeah, she's like, how could her twin be so insensitive? And I'm just like, What is happening here? She's like, I should be Aaron's <laughs> date is her thought process there. And it's like, based on what, dude?
2: She doesn't even sexy? want to go out with them. No. Oh, absolute <laughs> freak. <gasps> we got to the concert where Dana's loving the outdoor mellow vibe. She says she likes singing outdoors and tells us it's the Woodstock thing, I guess. There's a hippie buried inside this pug rocker. Okay. <laughs> well Aaron isn't particularly responsive and he's not exactly snuggling up to her in fact he's closer to Todd Uh,
0: yeah Dana thinks it almost looked as if he was Todd's
2: date oh that would be an interesting story
0: (laughs) that's your b-plot
2: right there (laughs) well she looks at his chiseled profile in the night and uh, thinks the lock of dark hair falling forward on his forehead made him look young it's like He's 16. That's the sort of thing yeah. you think when you're looking at somebody who's 45.
0: <laughs> His boyish good looks. So, yes, he's 16. Yeah. He is a boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she realizes that it's uh, this chiseled profile and dark locks are, are working on her because she realizes she fancies him. She really does, yeah. She's like, I'm attracted to him, she realised in amazement.
3: (gasps)
0: She's like, what is going on? He's not even my type. Mm. But then she kind of realises that maybe, well, maybe the fact that she's fed up with love is because her type of guy is a disappointment and it's time to try something new or go with things a different way. Mm, Good point. Mm.
2: Well... Uh, Aaron proves that he's actually he is a really good guy in this book because he admits to her that he doesn't know much about jazz and that he asks her why she likes it like he's not pretending to know stuff he doesn't he genuinely wants to know what she thinks because it's something she knows more about than he does hmm. and he's you know he's really open to her interests which I like yeah I love this yeah he actually comes across
0: really well in this like he is he's curious and he's yeah, like you say, open to to learning about stuff, and not like trying to bluster and pretend like he knows to try and impress yeah. her or anything. He's just like, look, here's the deal. I don't know what's going on here. Can you tell me about it? Like, and yeah. it, it's really
2: nice. And when she says she likes the way that in jazz that the musicians are working together, but they each get a chance to sort of improvise and show their uh individual uh you know musical visions and skills Mm. um she thinks like it's freedom and connection and rebellion all all together and he surprises her by not only really understanding what she's saying but comparing it to his own football playing
0: yeah he kind of says oh it sounds like soccer and then he's like oh god is this a really stupid comparison um but then dana admits that she doesn't really know much or anything really yeah. about soccer or football or sports at all um and he kind of explains that you know in a way it's, it's not totally dissimilar because again there aren't supposed to be any stars you know you're meant to work together and everyone gets their chance to shine yeah in rotation or whatever and uh yeah they do they have this really nice conversation where they're kind of like sharing their interests mm. and finding like a common ground between them and it's really lovely
2: yeah it's genuinely really charming and they realize that they play the same they feel the same way when she is on stage and he's on the pitch mm. and um they have a little moment and aaron says he's glad he gave jazz a chance and dana oh. is glad too
0: Oh, oh, it's really nice. They have such better like couple banter than Todd and Liz ever have in their fucking lives. Oh it's my like, god, these two are actually very sweet and entertaining and which interesting. Is yes.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, Liz and Todd are loving this. They're uh, observing this uh, increased chemistry from a distance, and Liz says uh, she says to Todd she's going to write up her list of three wishes. And when they get in the car, Aaron says they're going to have to get Dana to a football match. And Todd and Liz are amazed that she actually seems enthusiastic about this prospect.
0: Yeah, they think, oh, God, maybe maybe Liz is actually onto the winner here after all. And it is going to work out because they do seem to just be getting along so well. And like if Dana's is willing to go to um, a game of football, it's yeah. like, oh,
2: OK, something's happening here. lads. Yeah. So they say they'll take her to the next game and uh Dana says it's a deal and this is all looking very promising, but then she says, really stressing friends, that friends should take an interest in each other. And the moon just drops like a stone.
0: It's like they're just doing; they're taking turns doing this, where they'll actually hit it off and have a really good and interesting conversation, and then one of them will just say something to kill yeah. the vibe completely. <laughs> Entirely.
2: <laughs> and uh, Tartan sort of shrugs and says, "Like, well, looks like I'm in, I'm winning now." Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's very back and forth with these two.
2: We cut to Tuesday, and Dana is saying, "I never thought I'd be watching a sports event, but look mm-hmm. at me—I've practically joined the pep club."
0: <laughs> she's like waving a little pom-pom yeah. that they've been handing out as well it's like look at you Dana trying new things
2: <laughs> there's a slightly scary bit I do feel for Dana where um, Jessica starts to cheer and, da- uh, and Dana doesn't know the chant but every single other person there does and shouts <laughs> along with Jessica at the top of their lungs it's like I swear to God it's like triumph of the will or something it's like a little, little Nazi rally <laughs> as they were <laughs> all like you must join in <laughs> though i can look at it more innocently i think it's just because jessica is leading them it's just like everybody's singing you'll never walk alone or something like that. exactly it's just touching it's... and moving but there's something about them all chanting i don't know
0: something like yeah it's normal it's... for like regular sports stuff but when it happens in sweet valley there's always just a weird sinister undertone isn't really there is. <laughs>
2: Well, the team emerge onto the pitch, and Dana notices Aaron and thinks she had never seen him in his uniform. He what? was wearing shorts and he looked fantastic.
0: Go on, Aaron. No. He's
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, got it's like a lean football player's physique. I guess so. <laughs> well Dana feels really proud when Liz tells her that Aaron is the star of the team that they're undefeated and when the game kicks off literally Dana finds herself hooked
0: yeah she's really into it she's kind of surprised um how involved she is in it like and she's just like she ends up like holding her breath like when Aaron has the ball um like he scores a goal it's all like very Kind of, she's getting swept up in the whole thing as well and yeah. kind of surprised how much she's enjoying it but um yeah she kind of then sees what he ma- meant about it being a little bit like jazz where everybody gets their turn to shine kind of and it, you know you're having to work together as a team there's no one person mm. hogging the ball basically and um she's like oh okay i get it now and yeah she's really invested in it and yeah. is really enjoying it
2: and uh yeah one stage where the the goalie of one of the team saves um Shot at the goal. Uh, she assumes they'll take a break, but Liz tells her it's not football, like American football. The same players stay in for almost the whole game. Oh, I can't imagine <laughs> it doesn't stop every four fucking seconds. <laughs> uh-huh. Everyone's having a little sit down. Yeah.
0: And then let's swap out this entire team with this other entire team, and then we can play for maybe uh, three and a half minutes. <laughs> oh, goddamn, we just no, get on with it lot.
3: <laughs>
0: stop having a
2: little chat.
3: Well, Data,
2: Data thinks. No wonder Aaron had such great
3: muscles.
2: (laughs) I'm enjoying uh, Dana perving on Aaron. You
0: know, it's nice to get the female gaze in there. I enjoy it.
2: Well, Aaron sees her at one point uh, and waves. And of course, she blushes. Oh. (laughs) And in fact, she can't deny that she wants them to be more than friends. (gasps)
0: Uh aha like yeah she kind of they kind of realized this about each other about eight times it's like yes you fancy each other come on
2: (laughs) I know there's a lot of like it's true she was attracted to him it's like I mean once you've admitted it to yourself Dana we don't have to hear you think this every 10 pages but you know Uh, well this time she actually (laughs) She is kind of determined. She says that the next time she she has a chance to kind of get close to to Aaron, she's not going to back away like she did after the jazz concert. She just hopes he's changed his mind about love too. Oh! After the match, Liz is delighted that Dana's super enthusiastic about heading to the Dairy Burger, which is apparently where the gag always go after after uh, school matches. The place is packed, and then. A jubilant pack, we're told, of freshly showered soccer players poured into the dairy burger. <laughs> yes, the place somebody goes wild. Wrote... This... <laughs> I think somebody who wrote this book fancies football players, but
0: <laughs> Oh, that's what it is, yeah. There's
2: <laughs> a lot about them, you know, their their uh, lean muscular physiques and them being freshly showered. <laughs> <laughs> they're little shorts <laughs> yes well Aaron is delighted to see Dana and tells her that it made a difference to him knowing she was there oh well that is how it works you know you you play or
0: do your best at your whatever oh. your thing is once once your significant other is watching from the crowds because god forbid they couldn't make it it's all over if they're not there
2: very good point. Well, Aaron uh, can't say any more because Dana's basically swept away by the crowd who are just going wild <laughs> over the over the team. And when the the Sweet Valley Gang get a booth at the Dairy Burger, Dana is very unsubtle in the way she talks about Aaron.
0: Oh, yeah, she kind of loses the run of herself a little bit. She's yeah. like,
2: "He played really well, didn't he? He's the best
0: player on the team by far. He's so fast, he can kick farther than anybody."
3: It's kind <laughs> of like way a toddler
2: children. talks about their dad
0: uh, it, or something. It really is. Like all her chill has just evaporated completely here.
2: <laughs> well, Liz is only delighted by this and uh, she thinks that Operation Pair Up has worked and Dana and Aaron were falling in love. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she decides the last stage will be to get four tickets for a hot play at the Civic Centre. And uh, once she arranges one more date for um, for the duo, she thinks the spark would finally turn into a flame. And after uh-huh. that, they can... Be making they'll be making their own dates. (laughs) Her work here will be done. (laughs) Yes, and she'll have won the bet. Against Todd, who was helping her to win.
0: (laughs) Again, yes, is there by her side and you know, yes, helping out wherever he can, even though he's trying to win this bet. But yeah. yeah.
2: There's no logic here. None. Well, we cut to a few days later, and Lila and Jess are in the bad part of town.
0: Oh my God. Uh, You know, it sounds even worse than Trisha Martin's part of town. (laughs) It's the worst part.
2: (laughs) And they're scared something will happen to them. Um, But Jess says they can't blow off spy. And when they find the road where he lives, because they've got his address, obviously, we're told that many of the small houses were ramshackle and in need of paint. I mean, I'm pretty sure my house is in need of paint as well.
3: Oh, is that so wrong? (laughs)
2: Um, Lila wants to turn back, but Jess reminds her how hot workers can be. And Lila makes a very good point that if this spy person was so gorgeous, they would have noticed him in school by now.
0: Very true. Yeah, because Jessica's kind of pleading her case, saying that apparently his voice was incredibly sexy on the phone. But Lila's unconvinced. And yeah, she's absolutely right. Like if this guy's a senior in Sweet Valley High, how has he not been on their radar before
2: now? Well, they find the house and who should answer the door? It's not what they were <laughs> hoping for.
0: <laughs> yeah not so much although the house has been freshly painted so that uh, does allay uh, their fears somewhat um Phew. but <laughs> yeah so the door swings open when they uh when they knock and a tall scrawny guy with very pale skin dark greasy hair stared out at them and a lit cigarette dangled from his lip <gasps> oh, man, smokers are always bad news in particular oh. in this town um so jess is like uh is spy home <laughs> and uh yeah the response is you're looking at a man <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why blows in exhales exhale smoke in their faces and says oh. hey you must be the wakefield valor chicks excellent come on in we always wanted babes for roadies
0: oh god yeah Lila is quietly fuming she's just like chicks Lila whispered fiercely as they stepped into the front door I mean, she is extremely unimpressed and I'm with her yeah. yeah
2: so she he takes them down to the basement practice room and says cheerfully dudes meet chicks <laughs> the way they use the word chicks and address people as chicks sounds very unconvincing
0: it's weird isn't it there's no consistency to it yes. like at all
2: so, uh, yeah, he introduces Jessica and Lila <laughs> to the gang, his band, Spontaneous Combustion. Can you tell us the names of Spontaneous Combustion, please?
0: I would be delighted too. So, of course, we have Spy Lazarus uh, as our <laughs> yeah. front man. And he is joined by <laughs> Hal. So, we have Hal, Wheels, Pete, and Motorhead. You could call him Motor.
2: Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. And then he starts listing all the gear because apparently he's happy to have grodies who don't even know basically what an amp is. And uh, somehow Jessica thinks that even though there'll clearly be no band romance, she likes the idea of being associated with the band that was about to displace the droids as the number one act in Sweet Valley. That minded her. She had no idea if spontaneous combustion was any good. What? Like, seriously, come on. How had this not occurred to her yet? She
3: well, though
0: She did not even... Yeah, but you wouldn't even ask Andy, like, what are they like? Like, are they any good? Is this a terrible idea? Just ridiculous. What sort of
2: band are they? Like, yeah. well, she can't believe she'll have to hang out with these these smoking goons for 10 days. Uh, <laughs> you don't. So I don't really know why you're doing it
0: truly she can turn around and walk out like this isn't a paid gig at all it doesn't seem like anyway no. <laughs> again we were confused about the logistics of this as well but yeah she just turns up and, and they're like yay babe roadies like all she used to do is be like do you know what fuck this i'm out of here lads yeah <laughs> and go.
2: i mean her commitment to this makes no sense whatsoever none yeah but what does make sense is the headstuff podcast network
0: oh we- thank beautifully you.
2: done <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's that time of the episode when we remind you that we are very proud members of the he- of uh, the Headstuff podcast network. And if you would like to su- uh, support this podcast, you can uh, you can do so by going to Headstuff. Uh, you can join Headstuff Plus.
0: Yeah, if you just go to headstuffpodcast.com, you can join up uh, for as little as five euros a month. And when you do that, you can decide then to spread your money up to across three shows um, or just one show. You can just pick your favorite one, spread it across two, across three, whichever way you want to do it. But whatever way you do decide to do it, you get access to everybody's bonus content, uh, including our bonus content, which is, of course, our sister series, Pi Beta Alpha.
2: Yes, in Pi Beta Alpha, we explore the t- strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series episode by episode we are having a lot of fun doing so
0: it is a fucking blast it's so good <laughs> um
2: it's uh, it's quite a ride and uh, we're we're enjoying it very much and if you do decide to uh to sponsor us to sponsor us to support us you will get not have to go a more than a week without some sweet valley uh, shenanigans in your <laughs> ear holes because the uh five uh, beta alpha comes out on the weeks that this podcast does not so you will get us every single week
0: Imagine that. Yeah. Weekly weekly nonsense from us <laughs> babbling in your ears.
2: <laughs> and of course, you will get the wonderful knowledge that you are in, our exclusive sorority. When I say exclusive, it is open to everybody who wants to sponsor, to, to support us on Stuff Plus for as little as five euro a month. Anywhere in the world, by the way, that you don't have to be in the eurozone to to uh, to join in. And we really appreciate everybody who signed up so far. And... Um, it's incredibly just uh incredibly touching to be honest that so many of you are are willing to support us in this way and to support the Head Headstuff Podcast Network. So thank you to everybody who's joined so far. And remember, if you join and you realize that, you know, you uh you you can't afford to to keep paying, you can always, you know, uh drop out if necessary, but um there's no there's no pressure. But if you if you want to give it a go, please do sign up to uh and, to the, the headstuff plus scheme at headstuffpodcast.com yeah so
0: it's uh it's great value uh that you get obviously our bonus content but like we were saying you get everybody's bonus content and there's so many great shows on the network you'll definitely find something else that you'll be into and one of the shows that we're going to share with you this week uh, is a new one to the to the network it's called the happy broadcast
2: Yes, the Happy Broadcast is a social platform with over half a million followers on uh, Instagram. And this is a show that shares anxiety free good news, mental health tips and a platform for people to tell the world what makes them happy. And it's out every Monday from now on.
0: Yeah, so it's a really nice vibe. It's all good news. There's no stress and it kind of sounds like exactly what we all need right now. Uh, And you can have a little listen to what it's like now.
1: Tired of tuning into negative news? Well, get your week off to the right start with the Happy Broadcast. Let's help you focus on the positive things happening in our world. Each episode will feature positive news, some mental health tips, and we'll hear from our Happy Broadcast community about what makes them happy. The podcast is hosted by me, Amy O'Dwyer, in collaboration with Mauro Gatti and his popular social channel the happy broadcast episodes are out every monday and you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts let's help spread some
2: positivity and now back to Sweet valley where the droids are practicing in dana's garage and dana's in top form
0: She's absolutely flying it. Yeah. Now that I suppose she's uh, all buzzed with her crush on Aaron. um, Hmm. She's
2: doing great. Yeah. And Guy jokes that if he didn't know better, he'd think she was in love. (gasps) (laughs) So she realises she's ready to give love one more chance. Oh, we cut to a few days later and it's a week to go to the Battle of the Bands and Dana's still flying high. And she can't wait to go to the play, uh with Liz Todd and Aaron. And she's just thinking that when who should approach her locker, but Liz. Oh yeah, um.
0: So Liz uh, has the tickets for tonight. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So she's. She's yeah. She's um. What was she saying? Oh yeah. She's going to get Aaron to to pick her up.
2: Yeah. Um, so Liz is just basically saying, "Look, I pick. I've collected the. I bought the tickets earlier, and you can just pay me back." And hmm. while they're having this chat about, you know arranging to go to the to the event dana spots something in her locker and it's a ooh can you tell us
0: what it is a mysterious envelope yeah it's got her name written on it um so she opens it and there's a card inside Uh, With like a misty romantic scene with a boy and a girl walking hand in hand on a beach uh, on the front of it. So Dana's about to laugh thinking it's like a jokey thing. But um, she opens it and there's a handwritten verse inside that reads, Roses are red, violets are blue. I've changed my mind. How about you?
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, well it's anonymous of course unsigned of course it is but she admits to Liz that she likes Aaron and Liz is delighted because this looks like Aaron likes her back so she asks to Mm. have a a look at the card and then her demeanour changes
0: oh god yeah so Liz kind of her eyes kind of widen when she's reading it and she's kind of like you know maybe maybe don't come out right away uh and tell Aaron um you know some guys get scared if a if a girl comes on too strong and all this and it's kind of like what's up with Liz that she's changing tax so much mm-hmm. here but she's kind of trying to talk her out of even mentioning this card or making too hasty a move on Aaron tonight at the play
2: yes and uh yeah she's she's just Liz she's she's it's strange given her her previous behavior and Dana's like <coughs> well he sent me this note so you know I don't really think he's worried about me coming on strong but she agrees that she's not going to mention it yeah. and uh, Liz says she'll see her later and heads off and she's a woman on a mission
0: Oh yes, she is extremely unimpressed She storms off up to um, to Todd and like yanks him out of his chair And she's like, I have to talk to you um, Yeah, so she, it turns out that She recognised Todd's handwriting because It was him, the big <gasps> dummy, that sent the card Oh
2: my god, <laughs> and he says he wanted to Help things along, but Liz suspects That he was sabotaging The uh, the operation uh, Pair up in order to win the bet And I mean, his role in this bet thing is extremely weird So I'm not really sure what she expects him to do About all this
0: yeah, but also like it doesn't sound like him to go behind her back and try and sabotage True. it if, he, if if it was making his friend happy and Dana happy. Mm. It's like, like it's it's weird that Liz jumps to this conclusion so vehemently as well. Like, and is True. just so mad at him thinking that he did this on purpose when it's clearly just Todd being a fucking
2: idiot. As usual. Well, <laughs> she hopes that Dana doesn't mention the card. Later on, she calls Dana. She says that she and Todd can't make it. And the reason she can't make it to this play that evening <laughs> is because she got a phone call from Mr. Collins. Hey. <laughs> He's off camera in this book, but we're always delighted to have a little reference to him. Because we didn't have him at all in the last book. It was the French uh, sojourn. True, we were off in
0: Cannes with the girls. On we um, vacances. where <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so oh, look we'll we'll take whatever mr collins we can get so yeah he's off camera but he needed a babysitter uh last minute for teddy um because he had to go to la on short notice because his dad isn't well so of course liz was rallied for uh for babysitting duties and she couldn't possibly say no to mr collins of course not. <laughs> so then of course that means that todd can't go either mm. i mean i know that they're pretending like it's uh like they were all going as pals. Whereas if they actually were, then surely Todd would just go too. But Good know, Liz can't go, so now Todd's not going either. <laughs> mm,
2: yes. Well, Dana's like, OK, fair enough. Uh, you know, it's a pity you can't go. And she thinks how noble Liz is. And mm-hmm. she admits to herself that she doesn't really mind going with just Aaron. Mm. And when he picks her up, he seems to feel the same way. We're told that the electricity fairly crackled between them. <gasps>
0: Sexy. Ooh.
2: Well, the play is great, and Dana's particularly drawn to one character. It's a oh, there's a Stop. woman who's lost her faith in love.
0: Oh, again, it's like we don't have um a school like a a, a top a subject yes. in English that's on the nose. So instead, they're going to a play that's on the nose. Yeah,
2: and at the intermission, Aaron says that he's really invested in this character's story too, and uh, Dana says she thinks that. Uh, this character has going to realise that that guy has been her best friend forever is really meant to be her true love. Oh, so do I, said Aaron. At least that's what I'm hoping, Dana added meaningfully, meaningfully. Aaron stared into her eyes.
3: <laughs> Me too.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> but then the bell rings for the start of the second act.
0: Oh, no, because she was about to tell him to just be like, "This is my chance." It's it's all leading up to this, but then yeah, it's it's time to go back in.
2: It's true. And uh, after the play, uh, Aaron asks her for dessert to go for dessert, another dessert date at the Box Tree Cafe, and she's only too happy to oblige.
0: Lovely, yes. It's all nice and romantic as well. They've a little table for two with a candle on it. It's all very nice.
2: Well, there's a, it's a magical moment, and Aaron says he has to tell her something, and she says you don't have to she put her hand on top of his your card said it all oh man yeah so then of course
0: aaron's like my card looking puzzled and dana's like yeah you know the card that you put in my locker and aaron's just staring at her blankly so dana realizes he has no idea what she's talking about and she's just like oh fuck what is happening here she's kind of wondering is is he just embarrassed about sending the card but um but she kind of decides that, uh, you know, she needs to know what the story is with this. So she actually had the card in her purse, takes yeah. it out. And <sighs> is like, look, don't be embarrassed. I was really happy to read it uh, when I got it. And Aaron's like, I didn't send you this card. This isn't my handwriting. So, of course, Dana's fucking mortified as you would uh, be.
2: As, oh, my God. It's bad because Aaron doesn't really have a chance to sort of explain how he actually feels. Because Dana's just like, OK, she realizes once that once Aaron says that's Todd's writing, Data realizes that she has been set up in some way, oh. and she thinks of all the conversations she's had with Liz about, you know, about Aaron, and she's convinced that Aaron doesn't like her at all, and she just feels really manipulated. And of course, she runs away, possibly crying. It's not confirmed. Oh, I think she's crying.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: I really couldn't blame her. No. We cut to spontaneous combustions practice room. <laughs> Lila is not happy.
0: Oh god, yeah, she's uh, she's broken three fingernails already, which is what Jess was making fun of her about. But now she has, and like broken fingernails are no fun. So uh, <laughs> you don't need to stay there, Lila. You can just go.
2: I mean, it's I don't really understand why they feel such a commitment to like, to doing this. It's such a weird motivation, like this this grudge that Jessica
0: has, even. This doesn't even make sense as a way to, like, get back at Dana by, like, carrying somebody's heavy equipment around. Yes! How does that do anything in terms of their performance, whether they're actually a decent band or not, that it means they're going to beat the droids because you're fucking carrying an amplifier while wearing a skirt? Like, I don't think that's going to do the job somehow.
2: I know. I think they're not... First of all, how is it? I mean, there's the whole thing about how the band aren't paying them and don't seem to have asked. They don't seem to have asked for payment. They seem to have just offered their services free of charge. <laughs>
0: they are there on a volunteer basis. Like none of it makes any sense.
2: <laughs> well, uh, the band kick into their uh, They're demanding guitar strings and new drum I mean, they seem to tear through their equipment and, you know. To a worrying degree, put it that way. It's
0: true. They're making shite of their instruments. Yeah, and they keep calling them chicks <laughs> oh. and just being really gross with the girls. And like, at one point, it's just like, "Glads, please just get out of there. Like, turn around and walk out. <laughs> this is not a good environment.
2: Well, Jessica tries to conserve her energy because she you knows that she'll be doing all the unloading and loading of the gear into the practice space because Lila's so useless. Like, I cannot believe that these four blokes are going to let... One girl. I'm not talking about like a girl who can't lift things, no. but just are they really going to stand around and let one person? It, like load yeah, their even van? if it was
0: a guy, it would still be weird behavior for them to just sit sit around watching one person, guy or girl, just loading equipment into their van while they sat on their arses smoking bags. Like, no, it's actually
2: <laughs> shocking. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, they've banned kick into their uh, into their set, including songs hold me like I hate you and no. just call me Mr. Zero. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Apparently Spy was right on that target when he wrote that song, Jessica thinks. Ooh. Only uh, she'd call him a few more things too. Mr. Rude, Ugly and Untalented. Why <laughs> so are you
2: still there, Jessica? Just
0: leave. Also, I don't know what she expected being a roadie to be other than carrying stuff around. True.
2: But it's just so weird. <sighs> Cut to the Casatel Wakefield where Liz and Todd are chilling uh, because Mr. Collins has collected Teddy. Turned out there's nothing wrong with his dad after all. In fact, he doesn't seem to... I'm, I'm not really sure why he had to go on this urgent mission to LA. <laughs> it's
0: very strange, yeah.
2: I'd say he was going to one of the hot music clubs in LA. It was like, oh yeah, my dad, he's really That's splitting. what it
0: was. <laughs> You're right.
2: <laughs> but then there's a phone call from Dana, and she is not pleased. Oh,
0: my God. She absolutely lets Liz have it, which we always enjoy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because like Liz is like, oh, Dana, how was the play? And Dana just cuts her off. She was like, the play was fine. A lot better than my life, thanks to you and Todd. And Liz is like, wait, what? What's wrong? And Dana's like, I'm calling to tell you. I have figured out your little scheme. <gasps> um, and she just yeah, gives out mad to her about like, you know, I don't know why you've been trying to get me and Aaron together, but you can forget about it. And anyway, after tonight, I'm sure he'll never want to see me again. And I feel the same way. And uh, Liz kind of
2: tries to explain herself. Dana's like, I don't want to hear any more of your lies.
3: <gasps> <laughs> it's oh, very satisfying. I mean,
2: <laughs> I, it's a good, about time somebody gave out to her for meddling so much.
0: It's true. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she says, my friendship with Aaron is (gasps) over and my friendship with you is over too. And with that, Dana slammed the phone down
2: so hard it made Liz's ear ring. (laughs) I mean, you were barely friends before this book. More friendly acquaintances at most. You were acquaintances. Like, stop kidding yourself. (laughs) Well, Liz isn't happy and blames Todd's card stunt but uh he says she he says that she says it was stupid and he says you think that card was stupid Liz. i'll tell you what's stupid your matchmaking idea was stupid stupid for the very
3: start <laughs>
0: this is such a fucking annoying argument but yeah they're both fuming at each other uh because liz is convinced that he sabotaged them on purpose it's like todd isn't clever enough
2: to go Good point this.
0: um and then todd's given out because he's like i'm not going to try to reason with you um and he's just yeah they're just again arguing over something really mm-hmm. stupid he storms out of course he does um, like he flings the front door but it's all very dramatic over absolutely nothing like it's so silly typical but, um, Liz and Todd Oh completely yeah And the same two will be like Oh we're so in love Isn't it great being in as In Ugh. as much love as we are And then immediately have a big Stupid row over nothing Oh typical of those
2: two For that shower <laughs> Well I said that wasn't bad enough After Todd storms out Jess comes in Somehow covered in dirt <laughs>
0: Like What's <laughs> happening what there? we're doing Oh God Jess Yeah her hair is in disarray She's walking with a noticeable limp but Like <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl is in bits <laughs> And she's angry with Liz <laughs> um yeah because when liz is like what happened to you uh, you look like you got hit by a truck and jessica's like what well, if i do it's all your fault <laughs> it's like what now it's my fault and apparently jessica like storms up off the stairs and she's like if you hadn't fixed dumb dana larson up with dumb aaron dallas and kind of trails off as she goes upstairs and she's like well what
2: the fuck is this about
0: <laughs> it's like it's as, as weird as the whole thing with todd was just now like jessica being mad at her as well just made absolutely no sense
2: yeah i do like that liz is just like oh what like it's basically what the fuck yeah (laughs)
0: yeah completely like like she's suddenly everyone's mad at me and what the hell is going on
2: (laughs) well um it's we cut to sunday morning two days later remember because this was all (laughs) the first thing was all happening on friday and ned is dishing up brunch and uh we get a little continuity moment because liz appreciates this return to the routine after the recent uh a separation of the Wakefield parents which I guess only they only reunited in the last book because I know we had another book in between obviously oh that's true yeah like Mm. it feels like longer for Mm. us than it
0: actually is in the main storyline yeah that's true so they do just yeah recap us on on the the recent upheaval in the Wakefield home but apparently now their marriage
2: is stronger than ever Mm. and they didn't even have to go to marriage counselling of course not (laughs) who needs it? Well, Jessica stomps in. She's still not talking to Liz. It's been like a whole day has passed. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) And Liz, understandably, is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Jess actually feels bad, surprisingly. I mean, very surprisingly.
0: Yeah, it's very unlike her. But I think, yeah, I think Liz is about to start crying because she's just like, I don't know why you're mad at me. Like, what is happening? Mm. Um, So Jessica unlike her she actually does say look I'm not really mad at you um I just snapped because it's been such a bad week um and she's like you know why are you so upset because you know she's like you know it can't just be me being ridiculous that has you this upset that you're about to start crying um so you know it's very unlike Jess to actually be like look you know this wasn't anything to do with you and to actually admit that she was just freaking out for kind of no reason at her
2: yes um so uh yeah the um Dane. She also says she thought she tells Liz that she was, you know, she was pissed off about Jess or about Liz trying to get Dana together with Aaron. Why I don't really know. Um, <laughs> and thought it would serve Dana right if the droids were beaten in the battle of the bands. Um, because uh, that's how she's. That's why she's. She's in such a mood. Um, she's just been having a hard time with spontaneous combustion. <laughs>
0: Again, just leave.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah, she says she uh, she liked the idea of winning a trip to L.A. to meet celebrities and that sort of thing. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Of all her illogical <laughs> leaps, forcing yourself to be a roadie for some gross sexist pigs whose music you hate... <laughs> po- in case they win a battle of the band against a band that's much better than them and oh, then God. gets to play one gig in LA, which will somehow make you meet loads of celebrities. I mean, it's, it's a, her logic is not, is, is not, um, it's not her strong point. It
0: never is. Yeah, mm. that's true. And like all this like misery is purely self-inflicted at this stage. It's like no one made you fucking go to Spy lazarus's house and offer to be a roadie for him. Like this is kind of all on you.
2: Um well Liz is uh is particularly amused when Jess continues to give out about the band and says that Lila never lifts a finger. I'm the one who has to jump every time a spy or motor or wheels wants something. <laughs>
0: Understandably, Liz is like in fits of laughter. She's like, you're not really working for people called Motor and Wheels.
2: <laughs> Jess says, yes, I am. And it's not funny. Last night, Wheels had the nerve to ask me if I wanted to be his chick.
0: <laughs> Liz is highly entertained by all of this. And she's like, I informed him that Jessica Wakefield wasn't anybody's chick. She told Liz. Then I poked him in his wimpy chest, hired with one of his stupid drumsticks. I think he got the message. But why
2: are you still working for the Liz or Jess?
0: I know. Like, Just go. You don't have to hang around being sexually harassed. True. It's terrible.
2: Well, Jessica says she hopes that Liz has learned a lesson that it's her matchmaking should be left to Jessica, basically. And <laughs> Liz says that she has, and we're told never again would she interfere in someone else's affairs, <laughs> even <laughs> if it was with the best of intentions. Can't even read it out with a straight face.
0: Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
2: My God. Oh, the neck. It's. It's mind blowing. <laughs> <I'm... sighs> so, we cut to the next day, and Dana is at school and understandably trying to avoid Liz.
0: Oh God, yeah, she's just not having it. Like I think Liz kind of calls her every time she sees her, and Dana's just like, "Nope, <laughs> she's out of here."
2: Yeah, and Liz keeps uh, is is basically pursuing her around the school. <laughs> so Dana, as we all have, takes refuge in the loo.
0: Yeah, that's where you go. Mm.
2: (laughs) And she has a little cry. Oh, well done that. And uh, the best part is, we're told that you know, poor Dana feels humiliated and thinks how many people had known about Elizabeth and Todd's little scheme. How many people were changing their opinion on Dana Larson from cool to fool? Oh wow Okay (laughs) This book should have been called From Cool to Fool Cool to Fool
0: (laughs) That's your title right there
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Dana Well she pulls herself together And she's like right I'm just going to focus on the band From now on And then she emerges From the bathroom But who should she bump into? (gasps) It's Aaron Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah Apparently he he called
0: her Like ten times yesterday um, And she didn't ring him back Because he's just trying to explain like how he feels and because she left of course the cafe in such a mad rush he hasn't had a chance to talk to her at all since the card fiasco
2: Um. so yeah he he says he really needs to to speak to her but she seems to assume he's just going to like apologize for leading her on or something and she doesn't really want to hear it Um. so she uh runs away oh no yeah she's two for two running away (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of running away, the next day, or, or, or that's actually not even the next day, it's two whole days later, we learn that Liz has given up chasing after Dana at history class. Cause <laughs> Dana just runs off as soon as the bell rings. And uh, we're told there's someone else who always hurried out of history class as soon as the bell rings. And who could that be? It's
0: Claire Middleton, because apparently we're supposed to care about her like a whole two books before she actually has a storyline. Yeah.
2: Well, um, yeah, Elizabeth had been meaning to have a word with Claire to see if she could break through the new girl's shyness. Today, however, she just didn't feel up to the effort.
0: I mean, no, just, no one asked. leave her alone. <laughs> out your blessings, Claire. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Liz wishes she'd left Aaron and Dana alone. because She thinks she just hurt everybody. and She's messed things up with Todd and she sees Todd from a distance and she thinks he's coming to make up with her. But then he blacks oh. her. It's so
0: bad because she's all excited. Like, he came to find me. He wants to apologise. And he literally just walks straight past her. It is stone cold.
2: <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's quite uh, shocking. Um, it is. I, was, I did not think Todd would be quite so, um, no, so brutal. Days
0: days, and days later as well. It's like, wow. <laughs> hmm.
2: Well, we go to the droids practice space where they're winding up a rehearsal. And Dana feels she just lost her mojo. She she even feels No,
0: yeah, I suppose now that
2: she's she's she just she's the spark she had when she was feeling the love for Aaron has just been crushed. And even the sight of the costumes that Dee Dee and Livia have fashioned aren't enough for her.
0: We're told <laughs> Even that's not going to do the job
2: <laughs> Well we're told That for the first time It occurred to Dana That the droids might lose I mean you are a bit arrogant There Dana are only hitting you now
0: That's true actually Yeah it's just such a given That the droids are The best band That like They were never going to be The losers in this uh, In this competition
2: Well she thinks The Battle of the Bands Was going to be The toughest gig she ever played <laughs> plus to Battle Royale <laughs> It's happening. It's chaos. Like forty five minutes before the uh, before the show's gotta start, the entire school are crammed into the auditorium. Oh my god. It's uh, a mess. <laughs> it really is. And the suede men are first in the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jessica is uh, as has dressed all in black, as spy uh, advised. So she told Lila and her to uh, to dress in black to match the band. And she's she's waiting near the stage where she hears somebody say, "Get a move on it, sick chick. Get a move on oh. it. Not get a move on." Oh yeah. Also, addressing somebody as chick does not sound realistic no
0: that is true babe
2: yes chick yeah
0: yeah that doesn't really scan right does it yeah Yeah.
2: well Jessica Butcher's aye aye captain she hauls the gear on stage like (laughs) amps are really heavy I can't lift an amp and I was in bands and I could not like there were times where all I could carry onto the stage with my feeble little arms was (laughs) bits of the drum kit like I couldn't lift an amp on my own so yeah, that stuff is heavy. I just do not know how Jessica is managing it. I'm quite impressed actually.
0: I mean, maybe she's secretly been ripped all this time and we just <laughs> didn't
2: know. <Yeah. laughs> well, she's wishing she'd worn a different outfit. I presume you're saving this outfit for the I was gonna, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's just say she's it's it's not ideal for doing something where you have to bend over and mm. um Uh, and lift heavy objects and strain herself. Not super practical. And then who should she see arriving not dressed in black? (laughs) Well, it's only
0: Lila Fowler.
2: (gasps) (laughs) Sure is. And we're told Lila's wrist looked very bulky and it wasn't because of her jewels. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, she's all bandaged up And uh, Jessica hurries over to hear Lila talking to Spy Just in time for her to catch the tail end of Lila's pathetic excuse It's a sprain, Lila whined, rubbing her bandaged wrist I can't do anything with it I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to help you tonight, Spy Although it also sounds like Lila hasn't really been much help all along True. anyway So yeah, so Jessica's human anyway She's like, oh, what a stupid lie, I can't believe this So yeah, she's not impressed She
2: literally shouts, Fowler, you weasel! <laughs> <laughs> and she hurries after Lila and she's ready to rip the bandage off and expose Lila for what she was a big fake. But then Lila jumps off the stage and vanishes into the crowd.
0: Fantastic. <laughs>
2: what a vision.
0: Amazing. I love her.
2: And then, if that wasn't bad enough, Jessica suffers another indignity. Oh, this is some bullshit. This is gross. Yeah, so-
0: This is really gross. So yeah, she's fuming at Lila and then yelps because someone had pinched her right on her bottom and she whirls around and it's Wheels Um, who's like, oh, I just love chick roadies. Keep up the good work, chicklet. And I wrote down, I hope Wheels dies. Yeah, I hope he gets electrocuted. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Jessica is tempted to strangle him with a lead, but then she decides there's too many witnesses. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love that's the issue it's like no there's too many people there
2: yeah. well I do wonder why she just doesn't walk out and leave them to it but for some reason yeah. she does Like she well, she knows they're not going to win because they're terrible mm. well she starts just pushing in cables at random which shows that she hasn't really learned anything from her two weeks <laughs> as her apprentice rowdy and uh, yes she doesn't give shit she plans to never see the band again after tonight yeah the droids are getting stuff together and Dana's sort of built herself up. She's in high energy. Andy wins her, wins, wishes her good luck. And we're reminded that, you know, this is definitely, as far as both bands are concerned, it's a friendly rivalry with Baja Beach. Mm. Yeah. But then who should appear? <gasps> Why, it's Aaron. Mm. He <laughs> wants to talk to. I realise I'm doing a lot of
3: hmm, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, noises, but it is one of those books. It is. Like, Dana and Aaron
0: do have chemistry, like, and they are a, quite a good fit because they they do get along so well and are interested in what each other has to say. And it's just, it's unusual to actually enjoy the banter between a couple in these books. And they are very much that kind of couple.
2: Um, yeah. And he wants to talk to her and leads her out into the soccer field. And she's ready for him to apologise for accident, you know, basically saying, look, I'm really sorry, I... Um, made you think there was something going on. She's prepared for him to sort of be a decent person, but like she doesn't really want to be let down gently because she thinks she knows how he feels. But then he surprises her
0: yeah he says um he says he knows why she ran away from him in the cafe the other (gasps) night and she's like you do Mm. and apparently Todd uh, told him everything today and about how he and Liz had been scheming to get them together and he sent the card so you'd think it was from me Dana's like I'm surprised he had the nerve to admit it but Aaron says that look he actually feels really bad about it and he realized he actually ruined things and wants to make up for it now um and he says look me him and Liz got into a huge fight about it and Apparently, Todd just thought if he just explained the whole situation, uh, to Aaron, he'd be able to take it from there. And Aaron's like, and that's what I'm going to do. So here, Dana thinks Aaron's just going to let her down easy and tell her, "Look, I know, I think you're great, but let's just be friends," type of thing. But um, yeah, she, she's kind of getting upset then about Liz and Todd. Um, yeah, but then he's like, you know what? But uh, after all, they're messing. The plan works. <gasps> uh, because Aaron's like, I thought I had it with romance and dating, but I changed my mind. I'm crazy about you, Dana. <laughs>
2: And she says, she's crazy about him too. Hooray. And they kiss. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) And then in a very nice little ending to the scene, she tells him that she hasn't totally changed her mind about love. And Aaron, understandably, looks a bit freaked out. But then she says, I still think falling in love is stupid. But who says you have to be smart all the time? (laughs) Oh.
0: And they kiss again. It's very cute.
2: (laughs) And eventually they head back to the gym and she's sort of in a daze and... It's really sweet, genuinely. It is. I know, it's so unusual to have a couple you're actually rooting for. (laughs) No, I did not see that coming (laughs) in this book. Well, she realises that they owe all this to Todd and Liz and uh, uh, she and Aaron decide that they have two final challenges. One, the droids have to win the Battle of the Bands and (laughs) two, you and I have to end the battle between Elizabeth and Todd. Aha. (laughs) So, of course, the droids play a triumphant set and Jessica thinks that, you know, based on how the audience have responded, the droids are definitely, uh, you know, in the lead ahead of Baha Beat and the Suede Men. And uh, yeah, we're told that the DJs the radio station are the judges. And basically, it seems obvious that unless spontaneous combustion are amazing, they're not going to win. <laughs> so they take to the stage, but then Jess notices something.
0: Oh, yeah, she sees a couple of loose cables uh, lying on the stage behind the band. She's like, oh, no, something isn't plugged in and something's not going to work. So she bends down and kind of like scoots forward to grab cables and just like randomly plugs them into the nearest outlets uh, on the back of a large amp. She's like, well, everything's connected. That's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> and scoots away again.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Uh, I mean, how did she survive this long as a, fit, as a bad rowdy? Um uh Well, yeah, just uh, she just she gets him in just before a spy swings his arm up to play his opening chord. But what happens when he does? Oh, no. Boom.
0: <laughs> There's this like deafening like noise. There's a flash of light and a small explosion. Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, it
2: looks like spontaneous combustion have combusted. Oh, <laughs> Jessica runs off and thinks so much for L.A.
3: Yeah, I feel like this.
2: <laughs> Dana feels sorry for them not getting to to play because obviously she did prefer to be playing against all the competitors, but she knows that they'd have had to be pretty amazing to stop the droids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're hardly bad.
2: <laughs> and in fairness, she's right. It's true. So uh, of course the droids win, and Aaron embraces her, and it's the perfect ending to what we're told is the happiest night of Dana's life. Oh. Huh. So, uh, yeah, they're a nice couple. Um, I can't remember how long this lasts. But... Yeah, same. See, yeah, I, I just
0: have no... I had no recollection of them even being a thing. Mm. So I guess we'll, yeah. we'll keep track of it.
2: <laughs> but we are getting into the slightly odd years. True. So, any, you know... Uh, uh, who knows what will happen after this <laughs> Well we cut to Monday Where Jessica has got over her ordeal Apparently she was fired and uh, yelled at By a so- uh, spy And she tells Liz After all it wasn't the first after school job I got fired from It wasn't a job Jessica Why do you keep saying that it is I know you just turned up And decided to carry their stuff around <laughs>
0: for them It's like it's so weird But anyway yeah she doesn't care She's like look fuck it I hated it anyway I was going to quit <laughs> And yeah she's happy enough never to have to look at spy ever again
2: well, she also says that uh, her aim is to meet celebrities, and rock stars. So she was never going to meet anybody hanging around with a no talent high school band. From now on, she's aiming straight for the top. <laughs> <laughs> and who could that be?
0: Well, if this guy Jamie Peters again, oh because uh, Jessica's at her locker and when she opens it, Liz is like, "Oh my god, what have you done?" <laughs> so her locker is apparently wallpapered with glossy magazine pictures of Jamie Peters, and uh, Liz is like, "It looks like a shrine of some sort." <laughs> so she's just shaking her head at Jessica's latest uh, plan of attack.
2: Yes. Uh, so yeah, she's um, she she sort of jokes about this this shrine and says that uh, you know they airbrush these photos and says the long hair is probably a wig. <laughs> And Jessica feigns outrage And heads off to find Lila So she can wreak her revenge And uh, then Liz Finds something in her locker
0: Oh interestingly there's uh yet yeah, another mystery envelope and uh yeah she opens it and it's the it's a card i think the same kind of card has got another kind of like romantic scene on the front of it and there's a typed message inside saying i love you liz and i'm sorry meet me under the clock after school and we can kiss and make up so she's like oh
2: amazing this is a great anonymous note someone's going to apologize <laughs> by the way was it typed yeah, I was try, definitely tried to, okay, because I I oh, yeah. missed that when uh, when I was reading it, because um, I was thinking like, how did we know that she knows Todd's writing off by heart? Um, <laughs> well, she uh, she she heads off there, and they fall into sees Todd under the clock or wherever they're meeting, and they fall into each other's arms, and they each apologize, but then they realize that they each are there because they received a anonymous note. Aha!
0: Yes, they each got the same card, so uh, everything's been sorted. But uh, yeah, she's like, you know, thank you for sending the card, and he's like, "What? You sent me a card? Ha ha ha! It's all hilarious." And uh, as they're about to pull out the cards that they'd each received, uh, a car drives by, honking the horn, and uh, through the open window, Liz can see that Aaron and Dana are inside, grinning out at them, just saying uh, that uh, yeah, that they've they've gotten even with them now, basically. I do like
2: that. Um, yeah, you data, and um. Uh, and Aaron both are clearly not um not just friends anymore, uh-huh. <laughs> and they uh they they are looking very very pleased with themselves, and they drive off, <laughs> I guess, into the sunset. And good for them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd reminds Liz that that means she's won the bet, and uh, uh-huh. she starts off by saying, hmm, "Yes, well, maybe I'll ask for a dozen roses, so I want to do my chores and carry my books for a week." But then she says she has a better idea, but it's not better.
0: No, it's not. Could you tell us what
2: it is?
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so stupid. Yeah, Yeah, she's like, uh, oh, after everything that's happened lately, there are other things I'd like more. Are you ready? And he's like, your wish is my command. So she says, then I wish you and I will never have such a pointless argument ever again. Like, that's not going to happen. Uh, I wish uh, we'll always be together and as happy as we are right now. Also, no. Uh, And then the last one is, and I wish you'd give me the biggest, best kiss ever right this very instant. She's like, oh, you guys are the worst.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, ugh, well, I think that's the worst. The worst is what Todd says next, which <laughs> is one Todd Wilkins deluxe smooch coming right up. Oh, you can keep it. <laughs> oh, you definitely can. <laughs> <sighs> and meanwhile, elsewhere in the school, Neil and Andy are leaving school or leaving the, the campus and Neil congratulates Andy on how well the Baha Beats uh, Baha Beats gig went and Andy says, you know, it was decent for a first gig, room for improvement but he's he's happy with it and says mm. that they've already been booked for a party the next weekend. Nice. Yeah, so Neil's happy for him and they're going to head off to the Dairy Burger and Neil's going to, or Andy's going to tell him about, you know, this upcoming uh, gig that they've my, got for themselves, but what should happen? Oh, somebody
0: slams into Andy's shoulder and uh, knocking him off the curb and into the street. And he's like, "Hey, watch where you're walking!" And it turns out it's this fucker, Charlie Cashman again. Oh. And it's like, "I'll walk where I want. You watch out." um And Andy just again just doesn't reply, brushes off his shoulder, and he's like, "God, whatever." Um, and Neil, Neil, kind of after the fact again yeah. is like, "Oh, that guy's such a jerk." Doesn't um, say anything and while it's s- happening yeah again so then Andy's like god I just have I'm having such bad luck with that guy lately it's like everywhere I turn he's there hassling me um but Neil is like oh I wouldn't worry about it you know he, he probably just acts a lot tougher than he than he really is um yeah so Andy's just kind of like hmm, he kind of feels like this guy's singling him out for some reason he's like what have I ever done to offend Charlie like what is this guy's problem
2: yeah and that is the end of the love bet that's it can you read us out please <laughs> I sure
0: can. So yes, as as we're all wondering, why is Char- Charlie Cashman picking on Andy Jenkins? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 69, Friend Against Friend.
2: I'm just going to warn everybody in advance that Friend Against Friend is the Sweet Valley High writer's serious attempt to tackle racism. Mm. So yeah. I haven't read it for a while, <laughs> but I I don't know... How I I I genuinely am not joking. Consider this a content warning,
3: because
2: mm. I can't actually. Maybe we didn't mention it when when Andy appeared, but uh, they do mention it in this book that Andy is black,
3: mm, and yeah.
2: uh, surprise, surprise, Charlie's horrible behaviour is racially motivated. Uh, well, yeah. by that I mean racist, and but you know that's why his his race racistly motivated. Anyway, his racism is the reason that he is picking on. Uh, on poor Andy and yeah the next book I fear is not going to have as many opportunities to joyfully take the piss
0: yeah the vibes will not be great
2: no so uh you know just uh just you you are warned um in uh just so that's going to be coming up in two weeks um uh, but In the meantime, before we end up seeing how Sweet Valley tackled extremely serious and important subjects. (laughs) uh, Do you have any stats
0: and outfits? Okay, yes, I do. Now, okay, the blondness and the blue green eyes only got to mention each. But like, I didn't even care, to be honest, because uh, people blush nine times, which is hilarious.
2: (laughs) I mean, Sweet Valley wait
0: it's how they go and then we had a fucking bonanza of outfits Um, which is mostly Dana we do have the one Jessica outfit which is when she's uh, at the Battle of the Bands all dressed in black to, to fucking carry amps around the place she's worn um, a black miniskirt and a cute cropped black top but she wishes she had just worn jeans because again she's doing a lot of bending down and carrying stuff in, mm-hmm. uh, in her tiny skirt and it Aww. does not sound particularly good for her um <sighs> But uh, but then, of course, there's Dana to save the day completely with her fantastic outfits. Please
2: share. There's more
0: (laughs) than one, obviously. There's. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so uh, let's see. At one point, Dana wears a velvet miniskirt with a cropped jacket, black tights and lace up ankle boots. And of course, she looks fantastic. Of
2: course she does.
0: (laughs) How could she not Um, Then what else Oh yes uh, Aaron uh, is is amazed At her amazing outfit And uh, sees that she's wearing uh, Tight shiny Knee length Black bicycle shorts (gasps) And a big Pink and black Checked t-shirt How does she carry it off Aaron wondered Any other girl Would look foolish In an outfit like that But Dana looked terrific As good as a model
2: Oh my god I mean how could Anyone else Any mere mortal Some would say carry no off.
0: chance oh my god she's so amazing and then finally there's the <laughs> the band outfits that we know has the uh, the jungle motif mm-hmm. uh, and animal print so uh, yeah dana lifts out the shirt that she's going to wear for the contest it was a wild tiger print low cut and sleekly fitting it would look great with her black <gasps> leather pants damn
2: straight
0: it would <laughs> you fucking know it would oh my god so that's all the dana goodness that we got there and uh oh fantastic work by her
2: that is amazing. Well, I think that was worth the wait because it's been a while since we've had a book with such good stats and outfits. That is true. Um, yeah, it's been
0: a while since we've had that uh, concerning amount of blushing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, listeners, what did you think of the love bet? Do you know which version of Baha this is? Uh, the Baha i <laughs> are referring to. We apologize. We're for- that was a mess. The dig- extremely <laughs> messy digression. I don't know how I managed to both think it was a Spanish word and totally mispronounce it, but there you go. <laughs>
0: like I think lockdown has just broken all of our brains at this stage
2: well, <laughs> it. Oh, i it nearly spelt it wrong saying it out loud there <laughs> well speaking of linguistic confusion you might remember in the last book uh Jessica was talking about uh, French cuisine and referred to langoustines as uh Little French lobsters, which baffled us, because langoustines uh, in this part of the world are their Dublin Bay prawns is another word for another name for basically the same thing. So they hmm. are kind of like giant prawns, and they are not little French lobsters. But uh, they don't look like lobsters. They look like giant pawns. But um, Janine Cash wrote to us and said, I think this is what most people call langoustines." So I guess that's why Liz and Jess called them little French lobsters. I loved these when I was a kid. But seeing these revolting pictures now, I feel maybe that maybe I was tricked into eating bugs. <laughs> and she sent us a link to the Wikipedia page for something called a squat lobster. You
0: can't help but read it in a B fifty
2: two. Squat lobster.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, squat lobsters. Look at them. They're not what we call langoustines. in this They're horrifying. Of world. No. I don't know what the fuck they are, but they are nightmare fuel is, is basically <laughs> the easiest way to describe them. Um yeah, so we do always love hearing from you and uh we uh, we especially loved hearing from everybody about the Sweet Valley. <laughs> boyfriend Bonanza. I mean, Karen, this was your work of genius. Please explain to anybody who didn't see this on Instagram what was going on.
3: I
0: made so much work for myself. It was chaos um so yeah i I took it upon myself and had the bright idea to basically run a a world cup of of sweet valley boyfriends so it was any boy that had had appeared on the cover of a book as far as we've gotten Mm -hmm. uh, in the series and uh they all were pitted against each other in different brackets there was round after round there was like literally four days of polls oh my god um there was some there was twists and turns. It was a fucking emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it really was. I mean, AJ Morgan didn't make it out of his first group. Todd, no. like, didn't make it out of his first group. Dead in the water. Was eaten alive by George Warren. Yes, like
2: George Warren George, was the George dark Warren, horse, wasn't he?
0: Fucking majorly him. And uh, Jim Roberts from the Shelley Novak book. Oh, um, my God. When he was the photographer guy. Like, those two fucking sailed through so much of that work. <laughs> Just ate everybody up in their rounds. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, it was. It was chaos. It was great fun. Uh,
2: Ken got a lot of love. Karen, sure was did. happy to see?
0: I was delighted.
2: Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 feelings were running high. People were 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 uh, outraged by by certain certain results, and it ended in a tie. <laughs>
0: hilariously after literally four days yeah. of running polls and admin and counting votes like there was, at one point there was like nine votes between <gasps> him like it was a Bruce and oh Ken my final God, it, yes. um it was extremely exciting to be fair because it was 50 50 overnight and then that morning Bruce had pulled ahead <gasps> and was ahead like all day yeah long. I was wondering how point, that would go it was very tense oh it j- I really didn't know what was going to happen I had no idea so yeah I was kind of watching it all day long and then there was literally like I don't know nine or eight votes between them towards the end there was like an hour to go (gasps) and then eventually I checked it once it had finished and it was a fucking tie
2: (laughs) oh my god I was so I was really surprised about how tense I was I was like is this a lockdown thing would I be this excited about it in normal times but I think I might have
0: been I'm truly glad that everybody else was as invested as we were because i I just couldn't stop checking how everything was going and it was hilarious and actually in the end a tie was actually the best outcome i think you know yeah they there was there was vocal support on either side like tv bruce patman got involved like it was gas altogether
2: Oh, my God. It's uh, it's it's just it's been definitely a social media highlight because it's it's just been quite spectacular. And I do like that you you managed to celebrate the tie by showing uh, displaying on Instagram their the tokens from the Sweet Valley High board game it seems like a
0: fitting a fitting tribute to uh to the result yes. and i actually went i've saved the entire poll as a highlight on instagram as well so if anybody missed it or wants to check it out or just relive the absolute <laughs> fucking anarchy it's all there for you to catch up on and enjoy
2: like, <laughs> because it
0: was gas even if you're
2: not if you don't have an instagram account i'm pretty sure you can still go to you know instagram.com slash svh podcast and mm. see it there because uh, it really, it does have to be seen to be believed. And Karen did such astonishing good work on putting it together. So I know I, I, I was just enjoying it as a, as a, as a viewer, I guess, because she was doing all the work.
0: A gleeful spectator. Oh, very gleeful.
2: Well, if you have any feelings on the poll, do you think that Winston was robbed, the goofball king? He was, uh, he was eliminated early. Now, in fairness, the image we had of him was not ideal.
0: This is it. Like we kind of had to run with like the James Matthews artwork, really, because I mean it wouldn't have been fair to throw in TV Winston because he would have fucking swept it. Let's face it. Um, So again, we were working off the Winston board game token uh, because that was our only kind of like book related Mm -hmm. artwork for him. But uh, you know, it got him out of his first round. He just couldn't uh, couldn't make it out of the second one, unfortunately. But there you go. Them's the breaks.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough game. The (laughs) holding Sweet Valley World.
0: It was fucking cutthroat, lads. I swear to God, like some of those polls were so close, as well. So was close. Hilarious. Well,
2: who knows what? Now there was a suggestion for an, a further pose uh, or a further poll, and uh, there. I know that you might be fatigued. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to too, recover. As well as the I... Pandemic fatigue that we all have, but um, <laughs> I do remember somebody saying like different sorts of Jessica. to we? There were some good ideas coming in. There were no, there really, really the polls, were some
0: so. some great suggestions, and I think yeah, no, we'll definitely run some of those. Uh, but yeah, I just need to uh, <laughs> need to recover from the fucking PTSD of <laughs> <laughs> four days of polls.
2: Well, <laughs> listeners, let us know what you'd like to see in a poll, but just bear in mind it might take Carrot a while to get round will need to recover <laughs> stress. <laughs>
0: I'm traumatized. <laughs>
2: um, it was. Uh, I mean, I do shout out to Lisa Toon, who did point out that Ken does look quite like Princess Diana in the famous Martin Bashir interview. So there was.
0: Everyone kept trying to ruin Ken for me. Um, uh, Lisa, who uh, Lisa McIntee said he looked like um, Trent from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Why
2: oh uh, so like Trent vibes? I'm sorry. No. Uh...
0: It took me a little while to get over that, but I've, I've come back around to Ken again now. But that really fucking knocked me for six for more than a, a day or two. I will say so. Thanks, Lisa. I mean, it's a uh, it's it's
2: it's a it's a fair point, I think, but I'm not quite as invested in, uh, in Ken's status as you. That's fair. <laughs> well, listeners, you know how to get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at SVH Podcast, where we always love hearing from you.
0: You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com.
2: Where we also always love hearing from you. We find out about Little French Lobsters. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a never-ending world. By the way, we also heard from listener Sarah, who wrote an academic paper on... This podcast, which she emailed to us very kindly, uh, oh, like I
0: think mind blown. Honestly, <laughs>
2: really, I've, I've, I, I feel unworthy, but uh, I'll take it oh
0: it was such a cool thing to read like to actually read like us slagging off jessica wakefield in academic terms I was like okay this is amazing
2: <laughs> so thank you so much sarah and uh, yes we we hope that we've given everybody some more food for thought if only of our geographical and linguistic ignorance so feel free to <laughs> correct any ridiculous mistakes we might make you might be doing it for the future of of academia somebody else might be writing about this in as we speak <laughs>
0: Who
2: knows? Uh, Well, we will see our Pi Beta Alpha pals next week. When, let's just say, it's a Halloween episode. Oh
0: my God, I'm so excited to get into it. There is a (laughs) lot
2: going on. And (laughs) you know that if you want to get in on that Pi Beta action, you don't have to, you know, do any hazing. You don't have to worry about being blackballed. Everybody's welcome for uh, just five euros a month you could get, ac- and once you join, you'll get access to the backlist. So, you know, you'll hear all the, you'll be able to catch up on the on the first um, six episodes. Good Lord. Yeah, we've six done now. Yeah, mad. It really is mad. Well, you have <laughs> got that uh, feast in store for you if you decide to sign up. So you know where to go, headstuffpodcast.com. And uh, we will see everybody mm. in two weeks when we find out what happens when Andy uh, Jenkins and Neil Fremont are friend against friend.
0: Oh, man. Oh, dear.
2: See you then, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: Bye.
1: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at
3: headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents
1: and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey.
3: Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.